This week's episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by avgearguy.com. If you have any photos or documents that you need to scan or videotapes or audio tapes or film rules that you need to import into your computer, check out avgearguy.com. If you mention the name of this podcast, when you order, you'll get 5% off and a portion of your order will go to help support the rant room. All these formats degrade over time and are sitting ducks in the case of fire or theft. Why not convert it all to digital? All of your memories could be stored safely on the cloud or on a hard drive that fits in your pocket. AVGearGuy.com has over 30 years of experience with all kinds of media, digital and analog, and they can accept orders from anywhere in the United States. Don't forget to mention the Screenwriter's Rant Room and get 5% off your order. For more details, visit their website at avgearguy.com. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Rant Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. Well, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2020. 2020. Yes. Yeah. Y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. On the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. <laughs> I'm looking at Liz. Okay. She knows she want to say something. I'm so delighted. <laughs> oh man! I'm so excited to swear. I'm not allowed to swear on any of the other podcasts. <laughs> I know. Really? Yeah. Well, my uh, parents. Um, my parents listen to a couple of other podcasts, and they're very like 1950s. Like, good. My mom. My mom's from Taiwan, and she's right. very much like, oh, you you shouldn't Aww. swear, people. Aww. That's like very unladylike, and and shit like that and exactly so like, it's been like yeah. an hour in the writer's room yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <"Aw." laughs> so um if you guys are grown let's go ahead and just jump right into the show we got my girl in the house lisa lisa coat jam yes lisa bolakaja yes the original l boogie yes <laughs> the black gidget of mission beach yes <laughs> don't Shout forget san diego exactly yes. yes if you don't know now yes. you know yes. yes what's up girl Nothing much. You yeah. know, uh, tonight, what is it, the Oscars tonight? What is going on? Mm-hmm. That we, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, normally, normally we have like our Oscar we episode do it this year, we? and we usually do our thing where we read the first 10 pages of all the scripts and we decide which one of those that were nominated is going to win right. and we've been pretty good at figuring out. And I've decided- You usually you know, always are right on money too. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm usually 90% correct. <laughs> it's usually the technical stuff below, you know, the stuff right. that I might be, I might miss out on even though I think my, my, my choice is better. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so this year it's kind of like, it's like with the Grammys. It's like, um, the Oscars, so I'm only hoping for Parasite to win mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it oh and I think this Matthew Cherry has his short uh, yes, hair, short, love. hair right. love that yeah but other than that uh, 
I'm gonna have Matthew on the show. I keep yeah, talking. To you know, him. Yeah. you know. Hey, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I may look online later to see what people was wearing. I'll see what the colored folks, but the presenting the awards <laughs> to the white folks is, <laughs> yes. is wearing. Which is what Liz just and, said. Um, <laughs> you know. So basically, yeah, it's just that it is what it is, mm-hmm. and it's no sense, you know, backpedaling and saying what it right. is. It's like it's I have no interest because a lot of the the nominees, I don't think they were worthy. Mm-hmm. And you already know some of my picks. I thought like really, but you know, it, it is what it is. But good luck for Parasite. He's one of my favorite directors. I love all of his stuff. I and one of these days, that. I'm going to South Korea, and I'm going to stand by the Han River, mm-hmm. and I'm going to look at all the different. Places places that he's filmed his films <laughs> and then I'm going to jump over to Japan and I'm going to see all the films and film for Kurosawa mm-hmm. and all that great stuff but yeah Parasite you better come through yeah yeah because I was because I mean, like the minute <clears throat> the minute I see that the farewell didn't get you didn't get anything mm-hmm. I was like whatever, like yeah, this, this, yeah. Like, whatever yeah. this year yeah so yeah. I, mean, like, Parasite's a, I mean like Parasite yeah it's a great movie but I was like farewell should have got a bunch of shit yeah you know should have got best director it's well, she, last mean, black man in San Francisco. Like like best pictures. I mean, look, look the, the last black man, the people at eight twenty four just slipped. There was, I mean, look, yeah, they fucked up. Look, look, there was no screener. Yeah, they didn't even send a screener. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like slapping. There's the no screener for Parasite. Shout out, like, shout out to Film yeah, Independent was. for at least. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you somebody must have stole my shit. Yeah, you just stole your shit. Somebody stole my shit. Somebody stole my shit. <laughs> I was about to well, say, I, I was like, that's a you I, 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 will, I will have to acknowledge that. At Ain't least, that a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> at least Film Independent acknowledged a lot of the films that I thought should have been. Mm-hmm. At least acknowledged. At least for a lot yeah. of the actors and a lot of the writers right. and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. See, they left Dola in my, in my dang, but they stole my parents. Ain't that a bitch? Okay. That shit rhymed too. Y'all don't hear that. <laughs> See, yes, it did too. You know, no Dolomite? No, I got the Dolomite. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like, that didn't get anything. Like, there's no, no yeah. laws for that? Nothing? Right. Not even Ruth Carter on costumes? Nothing. Yeah. Come on. Okay. That white lace fronts just done right. That white, you know, like, you know, you, you know, he had a white suit, that white suit on. That shit was fly to the motherfucker. White ass suit, that uh-huh. hat. I was like, okay. But Made no, John Travolta look like nothing, I didn't okay. he? I know. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Good lord. Anyway, good lord. Chris Derrick in the house. What's up, Chris? I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. You better than you was this morning when you walked. In. I'm a little better. I'm not as angry. I'm just you know I was really angry about a lot of stuff this mm-hmm. morning. But you know, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was um reading this book called She Said. She said really fascinating. Mm-hmm. The two women who broke. The, you wrote that, Liz? Was that one of your books? Have, have you read this I, book? I thought you said, "Did I write this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I wrote it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote it. That's yes, exactly yes, what I said. Yes, I wrote it. Yes. So she so, said. So it's the, it's the two women, um, Maggie can't. Uh, Megan, no. Jody Cantor and Megan, I forget her name, the two women who broke the Weinstein story for the New York right, Times. Right. It's a really fascinating book. It's like it's it's written like this like thriller, hmm. you know. <clears throat> um, It'll be a movie soon coming to you. Know, it, was, it, was just, it was so fascinating how they broke that story and who wanted to talk and who didn't. And it's interesting reading it after it's happened because they're telling, they tell you, well, this person, like, you know, like, said, you, you know, like, I'm not going to go on the record. But they're telling you their name then, because mm-hmm. it's like, like, the value, like, the the gravity of these people, you know, yeah. who wouldn't go on the record. And, mm-hmm. you know, that they, it's just interesting to read it. But then what's interesting is that, um, so I, I read it about two weeks ago, and I was like, God, oh, this is thing, it's so fascinating, what's going on. And then um, I'm listening to this podcast called uh, called On the Media. Okay. And, you and to put the, that in the show notes. Yeah, and, the, and those two, <coughs> those two writers are being interviewed by um, Alec Baldwin. Oh, really? About the whole thing. Of the yeah, he's a good host. He's a great host. Mm-hmm. He's a great host. And he's, you know, they get into this thing, and the, you know, and and uh, and they're asking, you know, these the, the the people who got preyed on the most 
by YC or primarily mm-hmm. were um, young assistants mm. or actresses. And they're saying, you know, it's like, why? What, what's the deal? What, like, what is this all about? What, what is this about? And then they pointed out that um, Lisa Bloom, mm-hmm. who's the daughter of uh, Gloria Allred, this major kind of like attorney for these, these victims, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They got a hold of uh, this this uh, this email that she sent about how when she was working for Weinstein and what she was going to do and how she knew how to use all the insider knowledge she used from being a yeah. for being mm-hmm. a, a being a, being an attorney right. representing these women about like how she could use that to help him at the time hmm. and uh, so she just to went, help Harvey to help Harvey wow yeah really? yeah well yeah and she's basically she's basically sent him an email saying here's how I can get the job from you. And it was all this thing about smear. She was basically like, I can smear these women for you. Here's how I'll do it. Wow. Right? Yeah. And it was so fascinating because then, you know, because cause they were saying, you know, and then David Boys was, you know, is part of his team. David Boys is the guy who who, who argued the, the gay marriage case against the Supreme Court and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff like this. And, and they were like, what <clears throat> is the deal with these people who, what, like, like, what is making them, like, become so... Uh, um, they have th- that their morals they're giving up their morals essentially right. right and then what they said is and then they said oh it's because of Hollywood they want to be in the movies there's it's because they all had there was a deal that, sh- that Lisa Bloom wrote about the Trayvon Martin that book that, that Harvey was like I'll make this book I'll make this movie into you and David Boyce had a daughter that was she was trying to be an actress and Harvey was like I'll put her in some movies and stuff like that and I was and and and, uh, and, the, and the Al Baldwin was like they should have talked to me because 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 Hollywood's not cracked up to be what it's supposed to be, um, and I was like, but but Alec Baldwin, but you're telling us this, and you have this show because of who you are. You're a big movie star, but they got this thing about like who's being prayed in it. I'm, I'm going to bring this in because this is what we're talking yeah. about. Is about these assistants. <clears throat> so all about these assistants, these women who would come in 20, 25, you know, 22, mm-hmm. 25, and it's like they so wanted to be in the business that they, you know, and that they're and that and it's like, what were they gonna? subject themselves to to be an assistant you know and it's like the terror of harvey weinstein right it's just, it's, i don't know it's, it's fascinating about what people will do to get that job mm-hmm. and, and what it entails and who you're dealing with mm-hmm. and the type of abuses that you might like, suffer from you know because right. he had like 30 years of complaints from his assistants and nothing happened yeah Crazy. but i think also what doesn't <coughs> liz alper everybody yes hi i'm i'm jumping in because i'm happy oh, no, 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 i brought yeah. this up because i knew you were gonna be I'm yeah gonna be well because i i knew like i went to i went to film school i went to emerson and even like from the moment you step through the idea is hey when you get to Hollywood it's gonna suck and especially if you're a woman Mm. if you're a woman of color you're going to be asked and put in positions that you're not gonna really be able to Mm -hmm. say no to and that's gonna be the only way you can advance your career and even for the men that we were working with it was yeah guys you know like all assistants are abused everyone's kind of put through the ringer and if you're mentally strong enough to make it through, <laughs> maybe you'll have a chance Total of being different. someone great. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. And so, like, you go in, and part of the education is learning this mindset mm-hmm. that <clears throat> you're about to go in to an industry where you're not just like a cog in the machine, but you're <laughs> you're like you're an abused cog, like mm-hmm. never getting any oil or whatever. Right. It's right. it's it's the idea that you are disposable from the moment you choose to go on this path. For sure. And so when you go into any industry and your mindset is, I am disposable, I am I am not a person, mm-hmm. I am just someone who has to earn the right to be seen as a human being. Mm. Like, <clears throat> yeah, you, you do things that you kind of car- uh, compartmentalize away because 
you're told you have to. Right. If mm-hmm. if you want to achieve your dreams, you you feel and, like you have and, to. And you talk about this a lot. They yeah. always say, you know, if you don't want this job, there's like 20, 20 million, million other people, people who want this want job. And there, yeah. Yeah. And, there yeah. and there are. And there are. You know, I mean, it's interesting because I, I, you know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago when um, uh, Ariel Ramos was on. And uh-huh. I, was, you know, I was saying, you know, there's a, it's a movie I love. It's called um, Ridicule. Mm-hmm. It's this French film about what's life like in the in the court of like Louis the 14th mm-hmm. or maybe Louis the 16th. And I would say everyone should just watch this movie, even though it's in France, the period film, because it'll give you an understanding of what it's like being in Hollywood. What, yeah. because the, the the that court system of like the corrupt court system of mm. France at that time, which eventually led to people getting guillotined, mm-hmm. is is it's, it's been reproduced in Hollywood, and it mm-hmm. has been. I mean, the people, I mean, but not just Hollywood, but it's like I was thinking about this when we, when, you, when you, I knew you were coming on. It's like. Assistance being abused and people like the and the treachery of show business goes back. It predates Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They say about it in Broadway. They talk about you know you go back and it's right. all about the the whole the whole theater thing going back to probably like Christopher Marlowe is this this level of abuse of people who want to be involved in it. You know, and it's and it's tricky because it's like well that's the game that has been for like six seven hundred years. Mm-hmm. You know, to change it is yeah you should it, it's, it's I think it's tricky to change. I feel that the pay thing is a different thing. Like the pay thing needs yeah. to change, but the 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 culture about about like what it is to be in it is I think is a much harder change because yeah. it's, it's it's probably a thousand. It's at least a thousand years have been doing this. People don't think of that way, well, but, but it yeah. is. I noticed on I, I can't remember if you chimed in on this or not. But well, Steve, let's introduce our Steve, guest first. Oh yeah, well, oh yeah, she ain't nobody. I go. I know who the bitch is. Okay, yeah, I know who the bitch is. She'll be in the show notes. That's why we have show notes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> if you guys are grown, <laughs> let me introduce y'all to the, my girl over here, Liz Alper. Everybody, writer herself, mm-hmm. TV writer. You do movies too? No. Just TV? Just TV She, said, right she said, no, like, hell no. no. Okay. Nope. no. <laughs> I know where the money is. Yes. It's not in yes. film anymore it for is not. writers. Yeah. It is not. Um, um, like you said, you're on the board. Mm-hmm. I'm on the, the writer's board. Guild. Yeah, writer's guild. You had, you and you and Zoe, by the way, let's just jump right quick. Yeah. You and Zoe had my favorite speeches during the whole event that we remember. Yes. Thank you. Yes, Thank you, you do. Guys. You feel yes. me? Thank you yes, guys. Yeah. Awesome. Are they still up? I don't know if they're still up. I don't know if they're still up. I'll try. I'll try and look for them. But that means a lot. I downloaded them both. I downloaded them both because I couldn't go to that thing. But I downloaded yeah. them because I. Everyone was like, "Oh my God, Zoe and Liz!" I was like, "Well, you already had to say right. I couldn't make it." And they were like, yeah. "Wow, thank you." Yeah, Zoe and I were. Was, we were the two. It was um, progressive, scenes, like, which I liked yeah. about it. I mean, you had your own way of talking about your background and how it works with how you can help people. Yeah. <clears throat> and Zoe brought out her fucking book. I said, oh "Go, bitch!" Gosh. I know she See, did this not. This little she, five inch. This five inch. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what she did. Lisa, this is hilarious. We're going to have Zoe on too, by the way. Shout out to Zoe. Zoe Marshall. So, Trip. So, she brought out... <laughs> this is hilarious. So, she, first she says a couple of things and she's like, you know... Um, um, which is that when I first joined this guild, you know, they give you the little... Yeah, the welcome the, packets the, and the MBA. The, and the MBA, the whole thing. It's like this thick. She goes, well, the difference between everybody else is what, how they read it. Let me show you what I did. This bitch yeah. opened up the book and she got highlighted shit. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what do they call it? She's little notes. Posting notes all through yeah. She's like, She's like so don't it. tell me I don't know this book. And she, boom. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, go, bitch. Yes. <laughs> yes. First off, she, she was probably one of the only people in that room that knew that everyone yes. had gotten that handout. Yes. And then she like, 
she didn't even I remember she and I had been talking about this where before she had run she was like yeah so I've already gone through the MBA I've annotated and do you want to come over and we can study this mm. together I was like no <laughs> no no I'm, I'm looking at this I can't bench press this fucking document <laughs> like and then I finally sat down with her and we went through it but, mm. but I mean she is so, she is one of the smartest people I've ever so met smart. like she is so smart and she's just someone who absorbs information mm-hmm. like I mean like you've just I, I don't even know like you take a photo yeah. of it like mm-hmm. she's so like I'm in awe of her what's well, interesting you know because I, I say uh, that's what you have to do to be in this business mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you gotta be that prepared you gotta mm-hmm. be so on your game because yeah. if you're not and you wonder like well how would I get that job because someone like Zoe Marshall got the job because of how she's preparing herself. Yeah. You know, you, and you, have to, you have to do that. And, and speaking of that, just like you, Liz, <clears throat> I'm one of those people you guys know. I've, you, you've heard me many times on this podcast. I always tell people they should be a little careful what they do and say on Twitter and all yeah. that other stuff. You're actually the reverse of that. Because you say the things you do, it's yeah. actually open up doors for you. And, and you know what I mean in, in yeah. a sense like it puts you on the map like people know who you are because of you're the you're the one going fuck Harvey Weinstein right <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> fuck my agent and whatever the fuck you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. you you are like that person with that big voice which is why Chris and I and Lisa wanted mm-hmm. to have you on the show because of that voice in particular I think you in particular like you and Latoya Morgan are really good about throwing your politics in there mm-hmm. and still having a heart too you know what I mean it's yeah. not it's not just all like negative 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 you know right. what I mean it comes from a that shit sucks but here's why we need to fix it thing. yeah you know what I yeah, mean yeah. so anyway I mean, oh. well it's not just complaint it's like yeah. it's like in the writer's room you right. know yeah. don't just complain exactly. here's the solution here's <laughs> right. the solution yeah. right. for sure, yeah. for sure. Right. well I think and like Latoya's one of my closest friends mm-hmm. out here I've been obsessed with her for the last 10 years she's she a superstar she's one of the smartest people she, she really is but she also <clears throat> has the biggest heart mm-hmm. you know and that was that was the one thing because like i know when i started speaking out about the stuff that i was speaking out about it was very much in service of the people right. who were being hurt mm-hmm. and that that's what really infuriated me is mm-hmm. it, it wasn't necessarily that i was i had a bone to pick with agencies i didn't i didn't right. but for the most part i saw how it was screwing over so many of my friends who had worked so hard to right. get to where they were and and to get that agent or to get you know to get on that show mm-hmm. and to have something like packaging or have someone like your agency just kind of label you as like well you are the you are the diversity writer right so you get to go <clears throat> on the diversity shows or you're going on the shows that we have packages with and if we don't have a package we're not going to push you on that show mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i mean like right. you're yeah. you're there to be I in our sell catalog you right because, yes because you're this element for me how i sell exactly as opposed to you know it's the thing i say all the time it's like it's a check mark it's like we nothing, have we have like, that thing well, yes well, well, like yeah. honestly there's nothing worse than being you know, it's, and 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 it makes it easier for these for everyone to sell you. But it's like there's nothing worse than being put in a, a creative straitjacket. Yeah. About you know, particularly one that's like that doesn't that doesn't suit your abilities mm-hmm. and that sells you short. Because if I just say, hey, like you're the diversity writer, the mindset on people hearing that is you're not that good and you're being for you know like being pushed on me, exactly yeah. you know and in reality it's like you know what and there's like a finite number of shows that I'm gonna put that, that you'll be on 
as opposed to you can be on all this other kind of shit. And, you know, and it, it doesn't matter if you have the perfect sample for the show that is not looking for a diversity writer where you could kill it. Mm-hmm. That's what that's not where you're being sold. Yeah. And, and, and the other problem with that is I think I think that's a management problem. When you come in a room and you they hold the whole room knows you're the the diversity, diversity hire yeah. is a problem. I remember one of the things I did love about the last show I was on in Deadly Class, <clears throat> I had no idea even what level anybody was on yet. I don't think that I knew for amazing. the weeks. Yeah. Literally. And it's only, and the it's only reason why I knew the other two were, besides I knew who the showrunner, we had three fucking showrunners, first of all. Um, the other reason is because I knew the, the, the two co-EPs because they would have their little side hustles and, you know, and do their little side things. That's why I knew what level they want. I didn't, I didn't know who else was a, st- was a staff writer. I didn't know who else was a this. I didn't know who else yeah. was a producer. had no idea until about three weeks in and I finally went, who the fuck is who, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's how you do it. Nobody understands any kind of whatever. Yeah. Everybody's pretty much equal in a room. That, to me, is good management. That's great you know management. What I mean? Yeah, that's like um, putting together a baseball team. Right. It's just is knowing, you know, like if you have someone who's great in the room and maybe isn't great writing scripts, like that's okay. If you right. And mm-hmm. if, you, if you get someone else who turns out great drafts but maybe isn't as strong in the room like that's okay too because right. you've got that balance sure. and like right. I just remember tying it back to the assistance of it all when I was uh, when I was a showrunner's assistant hey, what is your story Let's oh yeah up. so yeah. I was um, I started out I came out there oh it's raining sorry guys Damn. I got all over my I just scooter. looked up I was like that's rain <laughs> that is that is real rain um so yeah, so I came out during the the oh seven oh eight strike, mm, oh and I God. ended up yeah I ended up working in reality TV and doing odd jobs for a while until yeah. I ended up the writer's assistant on House, mm. and David Shore who is <clears throat> awesome um took or like kind of took a shine to me, uh, and when he got an overall deal at Sony a couple of years later he called me up and was like I need a new assistant mm-hmm. do you want to come over. And I said yes immediately because at this point I had no connections. I was having a really hard time, like Mm -hmm. not just finding finding other writers to network with, but Mm. just finding people. Because like my job on House had been my calling card, and Mm -hmm. the moment that went away, it was like no one, no one really wants to have anything to do with you. You're just another aspirational like nobody in Hollywood. Um, So I worked with David for three years at his overall um, helping like watching pre-production, helping staff his shows. Like I was always the first line of defense mm-hmm. when it came to uh, reading scripts for staffing. Mm-hmm. And that's, <laughs> I mean, after, and after I was with David, I had met my, my now ex-writing partner um, and we ended up getting staffed on Chicago Fire mm-hmm. um, after writing a high concept take on Treasure Island. That's someone, really? yeah, someone nice. read it and they were like, "You guys should be writing like steamy sex scenes about firefighters." Really? Like That's this funny. is this is what you're right. perfect for, and also we need diversity writers. Ah. So this is you mm-hmm. guys would be perfect right. for this. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I just remember every time every time an agency would submit a list of writers mm-hmm. you would get it, it would either be in one of two what ways. does that look like for people who don't know that okay so so when when it's staffing season mm-hmm. people your agencies will call up usually there's a covering agent right. so right. one agent per agency who calls up and says i'm covering your show tell me what your needs are mm-hmm. i'll send you a list of available writers what their credits are what their scripts are you tell me right. um most of the time we tell them what we want and they don't listen and they just send <laughs> right, 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 you know right. they just send a We're list. We're gonna send you this little list. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, <clears throat> and in, in this case, and this was, I, I also have to preface this by saying it was like five years ago, mm-hmm. um, whenever we would ask for writers, I would get two lists emailed from either the covering agent or mm-hmm. the agent's assistant where it would say, here's this writer, here is their credits, here's their sample, um, and a little bio. It's usually a list of anywhere between 10 and 12 right. writers, sometimes it's shorter. But I would get I would get these lists There's in three or four hundred agents, by the way. There, yes. There's <laughs> exactly. so many I mean we would get we would get um maybe like two hundred and fifty to three hundred submissions for mm. four open spots on staff. Right. Like that's I mean, as an assistant who wants to be an aspiring writer, I'm looking at that going like this is my <laughs> life for for That's your competition. That's my competition. Yeah, that's my competition. Right. It's yes. these other three hundred people going right. out for the same spots. And you're um, cutting your little names away from it. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up grad schools going like I could be a teacher. <laughs> I don't have to live here. Exactly. Um so I'm looking at that and I would always get these lists that would be divided into two where it was one where it was like, here are the people be- we're putting up for positions hmm. on staff and here are people we're putting up for diversity slots really? should you have them yeah and then if they didn't do Y'all something that like shit? that yeah that's fucked up yeah you guys wow. should know about this yeah, like right everyone right. should know about this hey, like let's hey. put let's put wow. some clarity on it and wow. then table. i would so always we get, don't need to negotiate no, these yeah. no we don't need exactly. to negotiate these these are if you have the room yes if and then these the are room. these are the writers that you know we're actually seriously pitching wow. right for your show and then there would also be the list where it was like here's your list and some some writers have asterisks next to their name really? and it doesn't matter what their level is it was always to indicate like who's a diverse writer who's underrepresented mm. who would count as like mm like you know the non-white person in your room should you need one and i just remembered looking at that going like it doesn't matter if you're an ep or a co-ep you're always going to have that asterisk next to your Mm -hmm. name indicating like you are different and you should be considered Mm -hmm. for different needs rather than this is one of the badass writers that we have who would do a great service for your show like there's there's a difference to say like we have this amazing writer and it's clear you said you need mm-hmm. diversity, so here you go. And then there's here's this amazing writer if you need diversity. Mm. Here's the and thing. that's the thing that right. pisses me here's off. Here's the so thing like that, that. That, that bothers the shit out of me. And I can't tell you like when I signed with UTA, I remember being in my meeting with them <clears throat> and I said, Look, you probably hear this from writers of color all the time. Yeah. Do not put me in a box. Mm-hmm. Okay. I said, here's something that I think you need to understand that you may not have ever heard before. I swear, I told him, you know yeah. me, I, I ain't afraid to tell people shit. <laughs> you know yeah, this. I- <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, look, here's something, here's the difference between you and me. You're a white guy, right? I'm a black guy. I live in your world. You don't live in mine. So I can write you. Can you write me? That's where it's mm-hmm. different. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. I live there. My husband is you. Yes. <laughs> you feel me? I get it, right? I've been my entire life. We live in your world. Yeah. So you should never be surprised or like, well, well, they don't, they wouldn't understand. Yes, bitch, we understand. Yes. Will you understand yes. our nuance? That's where we're surprised. Yeah. You know, will you understand this Asian character? You understand this gay character, or whatever? That's when I'm like, really? They got that? Okay, that's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's true. It's <clears> like <throat> when those, when those, rep, when those characters happen, right? And 
there's a good job, I'm always like, who was on the staff? Okay. Boom. Who was on the staff? We, we, we know. Like, yeah, we know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The thing about it is, is that is that you look at the way shows are and you go, who's these people of color in the cast? Mm-hmm. How are they being portrayed? Why are they yeah, in the they show? Yeah. Why are they in the show? <laughs> you know? Sorry. That's that's for down and, the, down the line. We'll get into that. You know, it's one of these things where it's one of these things that like I notice when I'm. I mean, see, this this was fucked up, right? This was mm-hmm. this is why I don't really like watching American television, right? Yeah. Because it's so apparent what is happening. It's mm-hmm. just so yeah. fucking apparent. It's right. like goddamn, you guys are so bad. Mm-hmm. Like you're so fucking bad. Right. And you know, I say this all the time. My favorite show of last year is a German show. German show's got the nuance of what it means to be gay mm-hmm. and what it means to be a Muslim living in Berlin. Right. And this German writer's doing mm-hmm. this. And it's like, yeah. and as much as you think that there's, uh, that's like the most staunchest white country mm-hmm. there is, they got it right. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. They got it right. There was that Babylon Berlin or really which one no, of those? No, it's called Dogs of Berlin. Dogs of Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. They got it right. right. And, it's, and, and you know, I, I turn around and watch these shows here, and I'm just like, you guys will, you, you guys can't get it right. <laughs> you guys don't, like, in, as the, it's, 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 it's like you don't want to. Like, the only show that I know that really got it right, right, was like, um, it was Watchmen. You know, yeah. and, 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 and mainly, you know, I was talking well, about Regina Damon. has such a big voice. She, she had a big voice. But, she, yeah. but, 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 but you know what? But this is interesting. I was talking with Damon about this, and he said, um, Like, like his cousin. Like, mm-hmm. I was talking with Damon. So, we was chilling. I was, I was just thinking about that. I was <laughs> like, Ooh, Damon. He did. He, yeah. he went so, to lunch yeah, with them. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> he told me the most fascinating thing about how we cast the show. Mm-hmm. He, you know, because he, he, he said that he knew that, about, you know, just the conceit of the show is. Mm-hmm. So it's a black woman's show, but it's a conceit of the show about one of the heroes. And he was like, "There's this appropriation thing he's playing with, and he wants to play with the thing about um, the, the 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 massacre in Tulsa." Right. And he said that anybody who came in the room who was interviewing, and he was like, "That's dope. I want to be down with this." He was like, "I'm not taking you," because mm. he was like, "You're just gonna rubber stamp me." Mm-hmm. The people who came in and said, "That's cool, but I don't know about that." How are you gonna handle that? Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that he, he chose because because. They were like, "You better get this fucking right, or mm-hmm. you're gonna fuck it up." Yeah, and he kind of knew that, and I, and and he was and he was like, and the, and he was like, "What what this negotiation that he had to do with all of, with those writers of color to get that show the way it was, mm-hmm. like, was very." I mean, he was like, he was like, "That is why the show is so strong because mm-hmm. he knew this how you do this right, right. you know." Um, and I just feel that most people don't care; they don't care, or they don't want to care, and then it's just kind of like. You know, this is one thing that what's the name says all the time. Um, I mean, everyone knows this, but but this is something that Glenn Mazar was saying all the time. You get more money mm-hmm. if you get you know if you get the black people and the white people and the mm-hmm. Asian people. And, you know, if you get them right on the show, you get more you get more money because you, you get more people watch the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So this is the other thing that I don't think a lot of people realize too is like HBO, Westworld, um, like Game of Thrones. A lot of the money comes from like merchandise sure. and, and all of that mm-hmm. and like cosplayers and people of color make up such a massive speak on it per, like percentage right yeah <laughs> like they make up such a like massive right. percentage of, right. of <clears throat> cosplayers and consumers of all of this stuff and it's like I don't I don't really want Daenerys like on mm. my like not after the final season <laughs> like give me give me season two Daenerys but, it's right. like, but for the most part it's like if you if you 
broaden these characters to be more inclusive, you're inviting inclusive audiences to Wait. come and be a part of this world. Right. And that's what that's what you want. So from a purely financial standpoint to go to what mm -hmm. you were saying and what Glenn's saying, it's like it is profitable to yeah. make these words yep. worlds inclusive. And my thing is yeah. and, and ultimately <laughs> if that's all you care about, yeah. I mean, because there's some people you know that's what I care about. And obviously right. the shareholders, they fucking want that's their money. That's all they yeah. care about. Yeah, they don't yeah. give a shit about nothing but, else. But mm. see, the problem is, is still, and this is something mm -hmm. I know you and, and Zoe and Derek and a lot of people over at the Guild are fighting about, they'll put us on the screen. Yeah, but they won't put you behind the you camera. You feel me? But they won't put no. us behind the camera, so there's nobody speaking for that. Yep. And, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, Nadine. I'm just going to do it for a quick second. Nadine's one of the people sitting out here. Do you mind? No, okay. don't mind. No, just turn it. Just turn it. Oh, just turn it. So Nadine's, I forget, I forgot your last name. I apologize. Nadine, well, it's Nadine Marissa. Nadine, Nadine Marissa, I apologize, yeah. um, has a recurring role on Walking Dead, right? I have the privilege of playing yes. an amazing Muslim yes. woman. Did you, yes. did, did you kind of create that character? I don't know. I heard. Uh, I was, <laughs> well, I actually found that out from people on set. Right. That... I kind of my choice in the audition created her to be Muslim. That's crazy. And yeah, That's yeah. But, but so where I was going but, with but that? What's crazy <laughs> is okay. So she tells a story. It's like she comes to the audition. And it's like oh, can you can you wear you wear a headscarf on the thing, right? Yeah. Well, it's there a was a I, like I told you all earlier. I'd never watched it before, mm -hmm. and so I never saw how the women were dressed and and things like that. And so when I read the audition, it said hair tie. And later on, I was realizing, oh, they're talking about hair tie, like taking a right. pick of fabric around your head, kind of like how Michonne does. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. When you say hair tie, the first thing I thought of was hijab. Hijab, right? yeah. So I put on a hijab. And the next thing I knew, when I got to set, they were asking me, did I have the hijab with me? But they didn't say that. They said they had to think because people, right. right. people didn't know it the was, name. They didn't right. know the yeah. name. Right. 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 It was and it was it was someone in costuming and that costuming group is no longer with us. But right. they were, you know, they were like, well, how do you tie it? So much research into wow. getting it right. I can say that they watch videos. We did tons of things to get the the wrapping of it right. That's good. That's awesome. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I and they should me to, right. to dig into <laughs> exactly. it because I wanted rep proper representation right. and I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just. We're sticking a Muslim person here, right. and yeah. so people can see that. You know, mm -hmm. ironically, she hasn't had much access to a lot of things. You know, but but the, the reason the reason why I wanted Nadine to say something just because, and I don't mean to take up your your, yeah. your episode at all, was because just because we're talking about this, yeah. and and where I'm going with that is, it's been why you jumped off the show because it was our favorite show, like. Season one, we were all on it. Season two, Glenn is our dude, so we're we're all on it. Yeah. And then it just season three, I was like deuces. It just and I, I watch. I have seen deuces. every episode because I'm just a zombie dude, right? You yeah. on the other hand, you give a fuck. Look now, but 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 part of the reason to keep it 100 percent with you was because we felt like there was nobody in the room speaking for us. You know what I mean? That were talking to us at all. That were giving us any nuance of what a character would do and say. You know, I was like, eh, there's something missing yeah. there. There's something missing yeah. there. That's why I was so excited about the possibility of coming on the show this year. I had an opportunity, Liz, to come on the show this year. And it didn't end up working out. But I was like, good. I could finally give him some black shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it just was, uh. yeah, right. Anyway, yeah. so, and, and I know, like, your character, I was like, they're not even using you. They're not the way that I would want them to use you. Amazing is I have so many fans, because I go to cons and, and right. have cosplay and right. everything, is I've gotten some of the weirdest questions that I don't quite know how to answer. Hmm. Like, um, 
one woman asked me, um, matter of fact, it was in Germany. We were at the uh, Germany con and she said, um, what I want to know is why did they make the Muslim woman have kids and just kind of put her in the back? <laughs> and I go, it's true. I, yes. To me here, I'm thinking she's a gardener. She's, right. she, she feeds. Yes. She's supporting him, but she's still angry. She has these right. fighting moments, right. but this woman didn't see that. Mm. And I didn't know how to answer her that because, because there are women yeah. are suicide bombers uh, yeah. at times. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. just kidding. Exactly. But there's a chance to right. show something right. different. Right. Exactly. There's a exactly. chance to exactly. show that that undertone that would have been great right. if you right. had right. come along. Even right. the love story between you and Jerry, like something. Like, I mean, they could have. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Liz. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Right. Thank you. No, I'm listening to that. See, I can go on on this shit all yes. fucking day. It's some bullshit. Well, because I want, I want to ask, like, were you guys tracking the uh, the one in one out rule that Walking Dead had for like the longest? Oh God, time? yes. Yeah. It's like <laughs> and yeah. ten, nine, and, and go. <laughs> yeah, I remember. There were, uh, are you shaking your head because you're like that was bullshit, or you're like, what are you talking? No, about? He stopped watching it too. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so like the first few seasons, there was like a track of any time a new black character would show up exactly the previous black character would get killed within like an episode or two not even exaggerating yeah. it is so yeah, it fucking was, true it's so obvious yeah like this is the this is a, a knock that has been a, in science fiction since Alien right yeah is mm-hmm. that the black characters or actually not you know, it's, I mean there's there's two movies that I can think of where the black characters survive in like pre-2000 films right, right? I mean deep into the film it's Alien well your boy said in the thing that he survived it's, it's, it's Alien and the thing yeah well what Keith Davis said to me <laughs> in 92 they had a real, they had a real at, conversation he had a real conversation at the bookstore <laughs> as he was <laughs> buying books for me <laughs> And then I saw him again last year when we did yeah. the moderation for the horror noir panel. Uh, he said, and I said, who lived? And he goes, it's whoever you wanted to. And I said, well, you lived. And he says, if that's what you believe. I said, no, no, that's fact. That's fact. That's canon now. That's fact. It's canon. It's canon. But there's always this trope about how... Um, well, Emily Harris the, survived the, 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 and 28 the, days the, later. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, but the, but the, the, they, they killed these black people off too much. It was all, I mean, if you look at films of the 70s and 80s, oh, black people yes. getting killed oh, yeah. all the fucking yeah. time. Yeah. And I just was kind of like, you know that's how it's gonna that's how it's gonna be but what i always find is fucked up is that it's like there's there's a lot of people i know who are black who will not watch science fiction stuff because of that reason at all they know that's that's not the case and i but i real but but i say to them all the time but you know science fiction film is like the best shit that black people should be writing and and getting involved in Mm -hmm. because it allows you to do stuff you could talk about about social stuff as much as you want and and it's not covered i mean it's just i mean that's why i say to all people all the time like like you know, that's, that's why I love Yafet Koto and Aliens because yeah. he's talking about the bonus situation. Because right. if he's not getting that paid, he's not doing his. He's not doing shit. <laughs> right. and, and you know what? That's, that's what a black real, dude would say. Real working class yeah. black dude. That's what like, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm not getting out of the truck until the money. Okay. I need to get my money. And I ain't doing shit. Don't ever wake me up. Because that's how it's gonna be. Exactly. And I just feel like that's what is. You know, like like that's what I mean. I was telling people this. You know, in terms of like what the black audience is, like people don't, I don't ever remember this, but you remember like when um, uh, the Wu Tang Clan were, they were doing their spinoffs albums, you mm-hmm. know? And I want to say it was RZA 
uh, maybe it was the Rizzo. The Rizzo. But, but but uh his album was called Tony Stark. Right. You know, he's right. a, because he was the They've big been Iron on Man that fan. Forever. This is before yes. the movies came out. He's yeah. like, right. I'm a, like, like, I'm a big comic fan. Mm-hmm. I know this shit this well that I'm mm-hmm. gonna use this as a name as my alter ego right. as, as a big rap guy. And it's like these are people who will who would come and buy your shit mm-hmm. and will and they will buy they'll buy your shit anyway. Right. But they'd really be into it if you just gave them just a just a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's just it's just and then I think that the people who run the agencies and the showrunners everything like that like they're so ensconced in like in their ivory towers they don't really necessarily know what is 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 gonna work and they're afraid and blah blah i'm just gonna like be like it's not about you really anymore i mean yes Mm -hmm. it's your show your shit but your audience is not you your audience is never you because who the fuck you know like number one if you're at that position you're already in the one percent you are because you're making so yeah. much money that, that 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 and you got no idea what the real world is and you and you're believing what you think is authentic but but you forgot what that is and you ha- and, you had to and, and Liz yeah. let me just ask you this I mean piggybacking off of that yeah so let's let's look at this so because I know you're out there right now you guys are are you do you guys developing now oh uh, yeah yeah <clears throat> so you're developing a show right let's mm-hmm. just let's just say you're a white let's, showrunner let's okay. say it let's put that let's together. say it. let's say I'm white and male and making <laughs> lots of money you know yeah. you're, you're 52 yeah, yeah. Okay. you know okay. you know like everybody else right yes <laughs> so <laughs> just getting handed an overall bill <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> <Boom. laughs> you know they sell them on the street right for like four dollars right oh my gosh so you you get a deal you sell a show right mm-hmm. piggybacking off what you said now it's time to put you they, they buy your show it's time to put, put together your room <clears throat> so you're thinking to yourself, well, I wrote the show. Yeah. You know, it's got four black leads in it, you know, or whatever the hell. Um, everybody bought it so they know I can do this. Right. Who knows it better than me? I created the thing. They literally are in that thought. Yeah. As opposed to, like you say, when you're building your room, you're building your team. Yeah. You're building it because you don't know everything. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You shouldn't. Because you hear the best showrunners say, I put together a team who knew shit that I didn't know. Yeah. You always hear that, yes. right? From the ones like Damon said, I wanted somebody to say no to me, right? I don't want yes people around me, you know what I mean? So how do you, as a showrunner, when you finally get that green light for a project, when you're not actually the face of the people and the characters in your story, how do you, how do you, how do you, you know, not can't I think, get the yeah, words out. I think, well, I think like you, <clears throat> you now have a responsibility right. to make those characters live and breathe. And that means bringing in people who can make those characters live you and breathe. Them, and girl. like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's true. It's, you know, I mean, like there are, there are projects that I've been um, asked to pitch on where it's, it's a Mexican lead. It's mm-hmm. Latina leads. And like half the time I don't know it's because they look at me and they're like, oh, that's a Latina writer. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly. nah, this, this half Asian Jew has <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. But it's, it's one of those ideas where I, I know for me at least I sit there and go, I want to pitch on this because I know I'm going to call up, I'm going to do the research, I'm going to call mm-hmm. up my friends and say, help me make this as as real and as human as possible. Right. And like, get away from any tropes that you know might be ingrained in my psyche as opposed to someone else who might just not do that right um so it's one of those it's your duty yeah it's your duty it's your duty you have a responsibility you have a responsibility to put these put these stories out there in a way that's not going to further hurt whatever underrepresented Mm -hmm. groups that they're represented because i think you know what uh, i think what people don't get is that how bad how bad American television has painted black people globally yeah 
Well, right. that's why. And, you, and 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 I say this because because <laughs> I meet people who come from from other countries. They come mm-hmm. here and they talk and they're like, and they have these notions about America. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They're just crazy. And I'm, mm-hmm. and, 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 I, and I talk, and, 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 and as soon as the binders come off, they go, they go, I, there's this girl I'm, I'm hanging out with now. She's from, she's from, um, she's from Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. She was in Moscow. And she was like, I don't know that America was like this. I was like, what do you think it was like? What they say on TV? And I was like, yeah. so blah, blah, blah. And I, I was like this is so fucked <laughs> yeah. up. It's so fucked up. Like I was watching Beretta, I, and what I, I saw yeah. was it's, it's, it's like the, the ideas that they are, are they're presented with is. But I say, but black people have been so maligned in the television mm-hmm. yep. that, that when people who that that when non-American whites meet black people, they are like American blacks. They're kind of like shocked. It's like, oh, so you're not the way that you've been portrayed for 100 or 57 <laughs> years or so on television. And it's like, that's what I think these, these white writers don't get. Yeah. Well, you know? that was, uh, I'm trying to Or remember. they do and they're cool with it. Oh, yeah. You know. Or they is, don't care. Which they is, don't even, which care. is even more fucked up. They're like, yeah, yeah you know what? Right. I'll keep painting him with that brush because yeah. I'm cool exactly. with that. Because yeah. I voted for Trump, you know, so I'm right. good. So <laughs> that's what I actually yeah. believe. Right? Yeah. Like, right. I'm actually dropping truth for you guys. No, um, I was reading an article a few years ago about how um, prejudice against black communities in Asian countries came about because the only exposure that any Asians yeah. had was rep- was like how black people were represented in American mm-hmm. entertainment. Mm-hmm. And that's what they consumed. So even though that there's there's very, very few black people living in these Asian countries, mm-hmm. what they knew was that, you know, black people were loud and angry mm-hmm. and mean and like people who die in the first 10 minutes of the film so they don't really matter <laughs> they're right. robbing right. and stealing yeah. don't yeah. trust right. them don't right. hire right. them for right. shit right. Right. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. like they're dangerous right. they're dangerous right. so exactly. it's all of these stereotypes that basically um, introduced <laughs> like right. entire countries right. to to yeah, people right. that they okay. had never <laughs> known before now be, now, be clear, now be clear black people are dangerous yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but but it's one of those things where like because of how we represent people and just to expand, I mean, it's mm. it's for Asian Americans and and the Latinx community right. and any and like, you know, the the disabled community right. where especially for people with disabilities have talked about how they're portrayed as helpless and and thank God that they were able to overcome such right. horrible missteps to have such a fulfilling life as opposed to they're people right who are people right. and they just happen to have like different accessories right than you and i do in different troubles and right. we don't explore that and like how that they can explore what it's like to you know if they're in a wheelchair to not have access uh to a building and yet they're still a person it's right. not like right. and now i have to rise above okay and, <laughs> and, and be the savior okay. of, of everyone you know and right. educate Educate the masses. It's right. just all. I'm getting so distracted because Hilliard's over here <laughs> documenting this shit. That's what happens. YouTube. That's what happens. It's not for YouTube. It's just photos. That's what happens. <laughs> just photos. I got my sis Liz on. Y'all, y'all don't but even yeah, know. It's it's like that. It's and it's so it's frustrating because we keep talking about like you guys have heard this how everyone's like oh there are no original stories anymore like it's right. just well, there are so many original stories sure. it's just you're not listening right. to them right. you don't want to hear them yes. so of course you're not going to like have anything fresh and new to bring because all you're looking for is like the IP that you can yeah. you know color change right, right. yeah well you know what I, I was telling people this last year um, when I watched that movie called Lady Bird 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, uh, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, why, what's this? What, this movie's not that good. This movie's just a high school story." I was like, "I've never seen a high school story about, about, about that's about a woman told by a woman." Mm. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. Right, and there was just and I, and I said there, and I pointed to three scenes. I said, "That's a scene I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. That's a scene that 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 guys mm-hmm. wouldn't know about. That's a scene that mm-hmm. that wouldn't be in a, in a movie written by a guy." Or or anything or 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 if it was, you know whatever it is if it was directed by a guy there was just three seasons and I was like that enough is enough to let me know that this is why this movie is special on his on his own accord and yes we've seen that story yeah but the little kind of like touches on it is what made it interesting yeah and it's just like you know that's what you look for that's the this the small because everyone tells you when you're writing what makes your writing fucking good is how is the specificity mm-hmm. right. so the sure. specificity on <clears throat> on if you're Asian and if you're not just Asian but it's like if you're Taiwanese or if you're yeah. you know like Taiwanese is different than being from Chinese is different than being Hong Kong but yes you are Chinese yes but there's but this the societies have right. like evolved in a different sure. fucking way that it's all different you right. know, yeah. it's, it's and it's markedly different right. that it's different for them too mm-hmm. it, to see what's going on in Hong Kong is not what's going on in, in Taiwan it's no. just Taipei it's way different yeah. it's way way different you know and it's and, 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 and that gives you an, an entry point into the story mm-hmm. regardless of how they got to market it big to get everyone interested that is going to make it interesting that when you watch it you're not going to know right. yeah. mind, I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day he's a, a, a producer he's a I won't say he's Nigerian Mm-hmm. Um, he's from Africa and he produces all these award winning like docs and stuff and he said and I said something about you know when you're black and you're blah blah and he goes oh no no I'm African I am Nigerian like that. and I went I am Nasia oh <laughs> <laughs> oh damn really I was like you ain't black you're like no no I'm African no only black was, Americans are black exactly. yes. <laughs> it's funny but I was like damn <laughs> okay so this is fucked up I'm, this, is, this is so off topic but it's kind of dirty but I'm gonna say this anyway because of how how, how is, is that so I remember my brother was telling me there's a term that uh, the West Africans call American <coughs> blacks. Akata. Mm-hmm. Akata. You know what yeah. it translates to? Akuna yeah. Akata? What's that? Like? To wild animal. <laughs> yeah. Is what it means. Wild Basically animal. It's like wow. the Nigerian yeah. version of Nigga. Yeah. But, Kinda. but, but, you know what's funny about my brother was saying? But, 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 but this, this is funny. My brother said, he goes, you know what? I'd rather be a wild animal than be someone in a cage. Because mm. he was talking about how there's just the, 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 the colonial mentality mm. has got them in a certain way <laughs> yeah. that's way different than what than what we have. And I was like, that's an interesting point. And you see it too yeah. if you watch a lot, especially on Netflix, if you watch a lot of the Nollywood films mm-hmm. and a lot of the cultural things and the things that they value, it's very, very interesting because mm-hmm. it's like it's a colonial mentality. Mm-hmm. As, as where we come from, the enslaved to a different country, you were pretty much enslaved in your own country and basically, you know, given a mindset that's yeah. very European, very different. And that's why they still have issues right now because of shit that got brought to them right. yeah. that's kind of like messed them up a bit. But it's really interesting watching, you know, the films and, and what they value and and compared to, you know, black Americans over here and what yeah. our type of films. I will have to say this, though, and to say no shade. Oh, we're shade it's coming from you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, you know, I love my little Nollywood film. But look, are y'all getting y'all wigs? Damn. <laughs> 
Are who's they pulling, doing are their they wigs? Tyler Perry? What Listen, they doing? <laughs> who's doing their wigs? I, I want to know too. Can I just say this? I want to know too. We did a whole episode on Tyler Perry and his wigs. There's a there's a Nollywood film that I really like, like because there's a lot of bad ones, but there's some good ones. And one of my 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 favorite ones that's on Netflix. It's called Fifty. And it's about these 50-year-old Nigerian women and they're mm-hmm. going through their thing. So now they just made, I just discovered it last night. I'm so mad. <laughs> they made it into like a TV series. So there's like two episodes. So I was like watching my little series. Mm-hmm. And from the movie, I was like, man, these sisters, because you know, Nigerians, they know right. how to dress. Clothes. Mm-hmm. And when they do their own natural hair stuff, stuff be like fierce. Mm-hmm. Man, but then it was like I was watching the, the series. I was like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> what the hair? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's just my little... She Sign can't stand it. no lace fronts and stuff to be right. Like, listen, <laughs> if you got the money, spend it right. Or use your own hair. I can't. It takes me out. Listen, it takes me out your story. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually I'm I'm so distracted. <laughs> it took me out of Game of Thrones. Daenerys' hair was like, dye her hair. Don't, that's a bad lace front. Yeah. I was out two episodes in the first season. <laughs> I never went back to Game of Thrones. Except for the Red Wedding. I had to watch that. But other than that, it's like, it's so distracting. I know it's petty. I know it's petty. But it takes me out your story. So Liz, look. Uh, hold on, I gotta tell. I gotta yeah, yeah. I tell yeah. about Aquaman. Oh. Amber Heard's wig. Oh. Listen, that was. I was out of that movie. The moment she showed up, yeah, I just started squinting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I pretended like she was not even there. I, so I put my little old hand puppet hand. Yeah. Man, it's like okay, that. Listen, the worst. All that money. All no that reason. money. No yeah. reason. No reason. You could have just dyed her hair no and put reason. some clip in oh. pieces and it What did they say? What did somebody say on those on those um you on YouTube shows mm-hmm. they be having their hair hooked up. If you can't do it there, then you know yeah. they ain't got no money. Yeah. Okay. They they weren't spending it on her. No. Now I want to get into Liz mm-hmm. your activism on Twitter. Oh yeah, I was about that. When, when you when you get in there, <clears throat> I mean I know it, it, you know. The hashtag to me, in my, when I first saw it, in my mind, the hashtag really was run me my money. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really pay up Hollywood. But I kind of blackified it. It was like, when I first run, saw it, it was run like, me run my me money? my money. Yeah. <laughs> run my money over here, motherfucker. Yeah, look, run me my money. Wow. And it was like, how you, you spell t- that? <laughs> With a U. When we my money. Can you get into how that came about? Because I know with sure. Latoya and, and other people who started just coming out and just really just kind of like mm-hmm. letting Hollywood have it, like yeah. dragging it by his hair fall. And let's shout yeah. out let's shout out we shout out Latoya Morgan, um Javi. Javi. And yeah. there's one yes, other person. Javi Grillo. Um there there is one other person. Oh, am I going blank? There's somebody who did an assistant one. Yes. She's you know amazing. I mean? so yeah. Yeah. Those, those women are amazing. The pre yeah, Jackie stuff. and Lindsay. Right. Jackie and Lindsay, yeah. Um, they're incredible too. Yeah. So Pay Up Hollywood started I mean, the evolution of this has been has been insane. Mm-hmm. Um and so when it started it was <laughs> it was honestly it was it was John August having talking to John August saying, right. Hey, me and Craig are gonna be doing um some uh, a couple of stories about assistant life in Hollywood uh, for Script Notes, which is their podcast. And does anyone know any of assistants that might want to come and talk or share their stories? And so this has been something that I've been talking about ever since I was an assistant. Mm -hmm. When I was an assistant, I had a lot of friends, um, specifically a lot of fellow assistants of color who left the industry because, Mm -hmm. you know, they couldn't afford to live on the salaries that were decreasing over the years and it was it was getting really bad and so they kind of said like i'm already in debt from college i can't i can't continue to accumulate without any hope of ever paying this Mm -hmm. off um and so i 
basically just went on a rant about calling out everyone, like it. all of the industry. It was like, from the heart, you know, though. It was like it was real. Because you were like, telling true stories. Yeah, because right. it was yeah. like you know that these assistants are not making right. a lot of money. You know that you are telling them that there are thousands of other people who can t- take this job if yes. they're not going to do whatever it is that you say, regardless mm-hmm. of whether right. you know it's it's being told in abusive manner or not. You know that you are exploiting this sort of labor right. um, to try and make your budgets, you know, fit whatever teeny tiny parameters the right. studios are telling you. And turning a blind eye and faking ignorance that this is happening is just going to make it so that one, this <coughs> industry is going to start looking even more homogenized than it is because mm-hmm. it's it's basically going to be um, only wealthy white candidates who can take these Mm -hmm. essentially apprenticeship jobs. And also you're going to lose some of the most talented people that we could be growing because they're not going to be able to afford this. It's absolutely true because this is what's so fucking about this town. I'm driving around up here today. I fucked up Uber driver. motherfucker. (laughs) Um, But you know, there's all these buildings, there's all these new construction, there's new housing going up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? These, but these are all going for like 3000 a month. Easily. 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 For Mm -hmm. for one bedroom. I'm like, who the fuck can afford 3000 a month? No. Because, because it's like, you know, was it, it's like, it's like, I think your rent challenged if you're paying more than forty percent of your your, your monthly thirty percent, right? Thirty percent, so yeah. So that so means that you that you gotta be making ten G's a month. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Minimum <clears throat> to not be fucked to pay right. three G's a month. Right. You, you gotta be making ten G's after taxes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. After yeah. taxes, Speed. that's taxes. the one thing. Yeah, Speed. you yeah. have to make it after yeah. taxes. Yeah, right. yeah. And like, because we have we have yeah. an agency fee. Well, not right now, oh. but we <laughs> some people do. Some people agency do. fee, manager fee, lawyer mm-hmm. fee. Okay, twenty five yeah. percent gone. I remember yeah. one time automatically plus forty whatever percent of the the, the taxes. Get- I, remember I remember one time I was hanging hanging with, with a former attorney and he was lamenting to me. He was like, "You can't live in this town." You know, with like less than two fifty thousand dollars a year, you just can't live in this town. And I was like, "How much did you say? Two hundred fifty thousand. I was like, "I was saying to myself, I was, are you telling me this because you want to poach me? That's his yeah. lifestyle. It's his lifestyle. Yeah. But it's his lifestyle. But I'm trying to figure out why he's telling me this. But hmm. in a certain degree, it kind of makes sense. It's like that's so much. You need them. You need a lot of buck and money. Yeah. You know, and you know, big attorney blah blah. blah but you don't need, maybe you don't need that much money. Uh, so you need I a lot need of money. That much money. <laughs> you know. Mama need clothes, brother I've, need I've shoes. But what I'm saying is that's the kind of money that these people are getting. Here's the yeah. thing. The, now I know Geisha need it, that's for sure. I know that, <laughs> that, that, that people tell me that, that they are like you said, they're ignorant about things how, how things are. Or yeah, they're turning a blind eye. That they're, they're always turning a blind eye. Yep. Because no 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 no, they're not even turning a blind eye. You know why? Motherfuckers look at their budgets. Mm-hmm. Where can oh. I do this? Right. Where can I do X, Y, and Z? I need to get more money to get this music. I need to get what they, they know. Oh, system fee. Yeah, but they see it. But they're like, you know, whatever. That's, that's not on right. me. But here's the problem. I, I think they see it, but they don't see it clearly. Yeah. You feel me? Here's where I'm going with that. If I know, if I'm a showrunner and I know that my assistant is paid for by the studio, it's not even in my register. I'm going, they're paying whatever they agree to, to take yeah. that the standard is around so I have nothing to worry about. Instead of going, that's why, that's why our, our last guest, Noah, was saying you need to ask those questions, right? And you've yeah. been on many of these panels and, and meetings saying this <clears> stuff, about yeah. this whole thing about saying it, you shouldn't be afraid to say, okay, you guys are offering me $15 an hour. 
can you give me 18? Here's why. Yeah. There's no reason you negotiate. Guess what? For that for that staff job, for that producer, co-producer, mm-hmm. everybody negotiated with business affairs and all that stuff. I want a yes. car. There's no because, reason. Uh, I don't yeah. use my car driving around for you. There's no reason you can't. You may not get it, but you should you should feel comfortable, you should especially if yeah. you have experience in it. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I think that's that's the thing because I I I write in that last statement. I was painting a lot of people with a broad brush, but to right. your point, there's such a disconnect when it comes to money in mm-hmm. in every part of this industry because if you are you know if you're working at an agency your agent doesn't necessarily know how much you're making hr does Mm. um same with if you're working at a pod or you're working for a show the showrunner might not know off the top of his head how much you're making the line producer does correct but the line producer also doesn't see how much work you're doing so they don't know that you're you're earning your seven line producer isn't around yeah exactly they're not even they're just telling you how much you're (laughs) getting paid right and so it's and not only that, even if even if you look at it and you say my assistant's pulling in a grand before taxes a week, right. you don't have context. You don't know how right. much rent has increased yeah. in the last few years. You don't. See, you own a house. Yeah, you right. own a house. You own a house, or you think, well, when I was an assistant, that was more than I made, and I and so that that'll be plenty. Not realizing that rent prices have more rent, than tripled yeah. in the last twenty years right. in Los Angeles. See, that's yeah. it. see to me, I still find that disingenuous to a certain degree yeah. because hey, guess what? If you bought your house a million dollars, how much is your house worth now? If you bought it five, ten years ago, how much is your house worth now? It's probably worth yeah, two, two, two and a half, three. Yeah. Don't you think that everything in the, 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 the that all real estate is kicked up like that? And, and, if, and if you're not living in rent control, you're really fucked. Yeah, I feel like there's this sense of, and you know, maybe it's just me because like I, you know, have my, my interest <laughs> can you know can right. can keep all this in my head. And maybe some people can't. Maybe they should focus on what they're doing. Maybe they got too much this going on. Whatever it is, but it's like don't act surprised. Yeah, right. that's the thing. Yeah. This Mike motherfucker. Well, <laughs> it's like, surprise. Well, at least just there was, just ask. <clears throat> that's was, my thing. There right. was something on on Facebook the other day from Steve Shivers, and he said he made this whole rant about the fact that we're making yes, assistants aren't making enough money and all this. Mm-hmm. He says, but you know where we're also having an issue, and I'm sure you saw this yeah. was in the diversity programs. If ABC is the only program paying you fifty thousand dollars a year, and they've been doing it for fifteen years at fifty thousand, isn't that a problem? Yeah, yeah. we should be at three percent more, whatever. Every single yeah, year right. it should be going up. Whatever. Exactly. So it should at least be a hundred by now, whatever yes. the fuck. You know. Well, that was I. I made a comment on that because right. I. I was a little upset that people were coming after him saying like right. they're getting paid, they're getting paid to do right. their dream. Like, I like, wish I could just make fifty thousand. Like no, yeah, that's not I was enough. like no, it's it's a full year program right. in order to to live comfortably. The the bare minimum to be able to live in Los Angeles and basically pay your rent mm-hmm. and your bills and not accumulate debt mm-hmm. is $54,000 a year. That doesn't include like saving for mm-hmm. when you don't have a job anymore right, and right. like Disney program has an end date. That also doesn't that only assumes that you are able-bodied. Right. So if right. you're not able And that's for a single then, person yeah, though. That's for okay. a single person. You know, yeah. not even with Imagine somebody with kids, kids and you're married or whatever. Yeah, or even if you have I think that's also assuming that you don't have previous debt. Right. So imagine if you just got out of college, mm-hmm. you have a hundred thousand dollars worth of student loans minimum, right. minimum. Like that's a from mm-hmm. what I'm hearing, like right. that might be low. Right. Um, it is low. It's mm-hmm. low. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for correcting me because it's yeah. 
I mean, I mean, Liz, I mean, Liz a having flashbacks. I'm like, how did I get I mean, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, 100 G's is back when I was in school. Right. Yeah. Like now, I might be like three quarters of a million. Right. Or, sure. or, or, yeah. or at least quarter sure. million. At least yeah. quarter yeah. million. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I wouldn't be. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, sh- and, and, and if you fucked up and went to film school. He said, if you fucked up and film school. And you rolling out with, because film school could be like $100,000 a year. So you're going to have like a half million dollars of debt. And a film, so that's another like 50, 60 grand. Where did they come up with that you number? Know? What? That it cost that much to go to school. What is it? To film school, supply Lisa, demand, as the, as the instructor, what the fuck? Listen, that, we live in a capitalist country. Mm. Is it because of the Pe- teachers paying? People trying to get their no, point. And it's a private Teachers don't get paid. They're just going, you know, we, we just want to milk people. Mm-hmm. Crazy. We milk and they people. can do it, and no one says anything. And then they charge you a million dollars for a book and shit. I know. <laughs> when you're on rent payments that's every crazy. semester, you got to make a mortgage payment to buy some books. That you can't yeah. even sell back. So Liz, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Lisa was asking you about about the pay up Hollywood thing. So you just put this out as like a let me just do the rant thing, and then it, rant, and then yeah. it, and what happened about what came? About? So basically, what happened is I went to an assistant group that I was a mm-hmm. part of, and said I just made this rant. I just got elected to the board of directors. <laughs> so I was after one, That's that right. was right yes, after. This was yes. almost like immediately after. <clears throat> right. So right now, you know, like. I have a, a little bit of safety. Mm-hmm. Let me extend it to you. If you guys want to go and share your stories, yeah. like I'm happy to take the hit because mm-hmm. like I'm not an assistant. No right. one's going to be saying they're being like, don't give her any more assistant jobs. <laughs> right. It's too late for right. that. <coughs> and it just, it blew up. Like people Crazy. started sharing their stories. I kind of realized it was getting to the point where like, we're not horror going to be able stories. to keep horror, horror stories. stories. Right. Awful stories. Well, that was also when we started mm-hmm. finding out stuff that like I didn't know about, like, Writers' PAs paying lunch overages for the writers' room. What the fuck is that about? Yeah, when I found that out, I, I remembered having to like explain push. explain that okay. to people who don't know. Explain. Yeah, so so basically, <clears throat> in a writers' room, um, on certain show, on many shows, mm-hmm. uh, you'll have lunch paid for you by the studio. Yeah. The lunch is paid because we for, all stay in the room while we, we all eat stay in for the, the room. Most part, right? Yeah, and so <clears throat> the writers' PA, who is who is like the least paid person right. of the assistants in the writer side will pay for uh, the lunches with a petty card Mm -hmm. or sometimes with their, you know, um, with uh, money that writers give them. And they'll often be given a limit where it's like everyone could have $15 after taxes uh, to spend on lunch or before taxes or whatever. And what was happening was when writers would order something like a $20. Yeah, I want some sushi. (laughs) I want want a plate. I I want like, yeah, and they they do. Because I mean, also like, Food in LA is expensive. Yeah, That's shit. the other thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Really, really expensive. And they try to go to really one place. Expensive. But there's yes. always that one writer who's like, no, yeah, I would really me. love. Uh, I only We had keto. that two yeah. days ago. That would yeah. be me. I don't want to have the same food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like cold food. Exactly. <laughs> I don't, you know. <laughs> I, ha- that, I need, I I need my gluten. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but so assistants would go in and sometimes if there was overages, if, if people had gone over that $15 budget, what was happening was the accounting department was calling up right. those assistants and saying, we're going to take this out of your pay. Oh, um, they were or doing you're it. going to have to to reimburse us right. yourselves. And writers PAs who often, you know, this is this is the first right. writer's <clears throat> assistant jobs, or for them, they're like, this is how I'm going to get my start and ultimately become a writer. The one advice that you always get is make the writer's lives easier. So something like this, where you're thinking, I'm going to go and bother these writers and it's going to be a pain in their ass and they might think of me as someone who's just a screw up. Like, because I screwed this up and I can't handle, you know, I can't take mm-hmm. care of the small issues and I just shove 
problems onto their plate. Right. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to yeah. pay. I'm going to take this little $20 yeah. hit, but See, those suckers add exactly. up. See, I would have exactly. yeah. been like, like uh, hey, here, uh, uh, on this bill, you put some hey, sushi. Yeah. Um, I need my Here's money my right now. my cash app thing. Exactly. <laughs> Hook me up right. on cash, cash app. That's why I always tell I ain't doing shit. That's why I always tell assistants to be organized and keep your fucking receipts as much as possible. And when you arrive, I'm like, here's my receipt. Once again, I'm going to get the bonds platter and make some sandwiches. Where's the bonus situation? Otherwise, otherwise. Well, that was, I mean, that was something like I I shared this recently. I hadn't wanted to because like when I was on House, they were wonderful writers. Mm -hmm. Um, But House was also for me, it was like the first show I had ever gotten on. I had worked really hard to actually get my shot. And I was Mm -hmm. also, I was really shy. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't. I can't even say you. It's true. (laughs) It's true. I'm like very introverted. It's like, it was so precious. I'm so shy. And I was, you know, I was, I was, um, 26 and everyone else was like well into their 30s and they were like had kids and they'd all been together for a very long time so I was coming into this already well-established family so you came in late I came in late I came in very I came in for the last two seasons Um, and so even the assistants who had been there mm-hmm. had been there for years and they were all yeah. and like, they still very, were assistants they were still assistants and they were all like very close and mm-hmm. like um, you know they all knew each other and they all had a shorthand and so the way that that worked at house was the writers would give you money and you would basically keep be the bank and take that money and put it towards lunch huh. and anytime they were running low they were supposed to give you more okay um, there was one writer who was very sweet, but a little spacey. Mm-hmm. Um, who was down a hundred dollars, and like I, I had kept bothering him to be like, "Hey, I, I need this." Right. And ultimately, I was kind of like fudging stuff. So show. I could pay. They are making bank. Yeah, by they the weren't, way. and and their lunches were not covered. I think wow. they had chosen don't, dinner. Don't let or me something. go to the house himself. Yeah, <laughs> like, Greg, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> In the middle of the show. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Just walk it. It's not lupus. Just no. hear me out. Um, but yeah, so he he was down a hundred dollars, and then he got fired yeah. and left. And I was so embarrassed hmm. that I felt like I had fucked this up so badly. I didn't go to any of the other writers. I just took a hundred dollars wow. out of my like own pocket mm-hmm. and I put it in to cover. I ended up eating like crafty for the week to cut down on like mm. food expenses, but it was something where I was just saying they're going like, I need this job. But this is the story like, you I told. I need this, this job. Yeah, yeah, this was one of the yeah. stories that I told and this was mm. like, this in, compared to a lot of the stories I've been getting, mm-hmm. they're mild, but one of one of the things I wanted to do when I created Pay a Polywood because right. it was basically, it was a hashtag so that right. you could click the hashtag right and see all of the stories as opposed to them getting lost in the ether. Um, I wanted other people to see this and start conversations in their offices and in their rooms Mm -hmm. and like wherever assistants were because it's it's a problem all across Hollywood where the cuts are coming from like the people at the bottom of the food chain. I mean, look, this is the thing about this. I always feel that... People get these jobs, these coveted jobs. They still look like assholes, and they. I mean, some people. Some people. I mean, look, I'm saying everyone does, but people do. Like this guy who's down a hundred dollars, motherfucker. He knows he's down that money. He knows he's down that money. Yeah. And if he doesn't, I don't believe it. Yeah. Because you ain't getting no lunch. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and here, no. Because guess what? Because like, if you were late on something else, 
you yeah. would know like you know if if, if, if Verizon was calling yeah. hey you know you ain't paid this month yeah you'd make the payment right so I just I find that to be just like you know people people like people want to be cheap and here's the thing I don't care if you're cheap be cheap don't make me be cheap because right. you're cheap yeah. right you know, but I think that's, that's just, yeah, because that's the thing, like, even looking back on it, if I had gone to any of the writers, they would have been horrified and they would have, like, done something. They would have called them up and been like, pay Liz or money. Um, but it was because I was scared. And I think that's that's one of the issues mm-hmm. is that assistants face this culture of a fear. You are, yeah, right. fear. Right. Because they're so, they're told that they are so easily replaceable. Right. You don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, like, oh. exactly. And the other thing is, like, I think, a, like, assistants... Do you know? In my case, as a writer's PA, I wanted to be a writer, not just because I wanted to be a writer. Like, mm-hmm. I I really wanted to learn everything that I could about what it takes to produce a TV show and all of that. But I was also I knew that I was in, on like a time limit because mm-hmm. there's only so long. Like, if you're privileged enough to be able mm-hmm. to subside on assistant salary, but not live on it forever, you're like. I need to make it to that next step because then I'll be able to get paid. For sure. So like I think for a sure. lot of people are, you know, who get angry at assistants who have been assistants for a couple of years saying like why do you want to move up? You know, one of the reasons is also cuz they want to be able to pay their rent without having to go further into debt. <laughs> really? Like exactly. it's it's one of those things where it's like let's look at the whole picture. Like you want someone that wants to be an assistant for 3 years and really dig in and learn, mm-hmm. make sure that they can afford that education. Speak on it. Like so, how do you subsidize yeah. it? You yeah, know what? subsidize, subsidize it. my education. I mean, but I mean, but my thing about that is, is that yeah. like, if you're a go getter, you don't need three years to learn to to put a good television show. You you don't, but sometimes it takes three years to get promoted. Well, like, well, no, oh no, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. but I'm saying in terms yeah. of like they want you to be on for a long time. It's yeah. like you know what. You're abusing me at a certain point, right? I see what you because yeah. I know that like with this show. I mean, if I'm smart, then I can see what the show is very quickly and go how it's done. Yeah. I'm not gonna know that in the first week. I'm not gonna. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna know that in the first half of the season. Yeah, but but after the first half of the season, and you, and you, it, it's like I say all the time. This, now this might not happen on television, but it happens in the movies a lot. Is that when the <laughs> shit comes, you learn so much. But here's the problem with this. Assistants are working 60 hours a week. The writers have left yeah. already for the yeah. most part, yeah. right? Yeah. Unless they're in their office, which two of them may stay, right? Right, right, right. So now you, you are in there for six to eight months, right? And remember, the assistants are usually there longer after the writers have left. Mm-hmm. They're still there. They got to mm-hmm. take down the walls. They got to clean it all up, whatever. So at your salary that you're on, living that way for three years of you doing that, there's no time for you to go get another job. Yep. There's no time for you to write. There's no time for all this. So you're in this pocket of should I stay or should I go now yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I mean yeah. mm-hmm. stuck. No, like, I mean look, that's the thing that I think is I think it's this whole industry has this thing where it's like they really 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 don't want you to move up mm-hmm. yeah really, it's just, just across the board like no one wants to let people move up right. and mm-hmm. um, for whatever it is you know so, I mean and obviously it's a sense of scarcity because it's like obviously <clears> there's there's particularly you know part of the streaming stuff it's like there's only so many slots of television. There's so many like there's only so many weekends a year to put a movie out. There's so much, so yeah. so so who's gonna have a chance to do that? Who's gonna you know? But I just feel like it, you shouldn't be denying people yep. because all these people, all, all these people who, who like have overall deals, they don't have shows on the air, right? You know, like 
they'd be like maybe like ten percent of them do. Yeah, it's true. You know, mm. true. so and and those people then are pushed on a show because they're, they're like, well, we're paying you not to chill, so we'll put you on this show, and and then you're not charged against the show, yeah, because because you because you, you, your deal is paying for you, and it's like there's just the, so there's money, there's voices like we said, there's stories that people want to hear that they need to hear, and they're just the the dynamics of the industry, you know, don't want it's yeah, the, 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 it's just like don't want people to, to get ahead. I mean, and I get it. Because I was trying to tell someone the other day, um, you know, so what do we do? We create culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we do. <clears throat> and everyone wants to be a part of that. Everyone wants to be a part of that. Right. And I think that ultimately what people don't quite get is, what does it mean to be able to like create a story, to put a movie out, blah, blah, blah. You know, like we faced and, and chased that dream because that's what we want. Right. But these people who watch our shows, who go to our movies, who read our books, they need this escape from their their outside life. They need this. Uh, it's one of these things that you meet with people who are who are in these like um, these like uh, uh, totalitarian countries, and there's like a problem on like what type of material gets printed out, and what is like those people have like their life, like their soul is brought down because they have such bad fucking stories told to them mm-hmm. and, those, and those people risk their lives to read like these artists or these writers who are like in Soviet Union who were yeah. these, these books that were smuggled underground <laughs> right. because it gave them the life that the world was never going to give them right. yeah. and and that's what we do and that's why I think people want this but I think that because of the politics in the business and the infighting all this kind of stuff it's like I think people who get the, the shot to do it they forget that yeah. mm-hmm. they forget what they're ultimately doing they're like I need to get my deal fucking signed and blah 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 mm-hmm. This motherfucker might kill himself. Unless he want, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 I mean, because you know, you know yeah. that's what's happening. You know, people come home and they use it to pacify what's going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's so it's just it's interesting just that, that that we this this the disconnect of once you start getting mm-hmm. money and once you start getting power mm-hmm. and and then you start behaving in a certain way and then all this shit from your childhood starts coming out on other people. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I agree with that one hundred percent. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> we think think about that. I mean, we all know these successful writers who were dicks and they call women the B word, you know, on the mm-hmm. other side of that, who you can tell when people, I've watched so many people, we know a lot of them, Chris, Lisa, we've watched them grow and now they're at the top and boy, are they interesting at the top, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and when you take a step back, you actually saw all the signs you that that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Anyone could hide. No one could hide. No, you knew yeah. that see, shit see, was going to happen. The reason why I can say, and so you guys can say you can't mm-hmm. hide, is because we have to study people. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we meet people, we start seeing like behind the the, the, the veneer quickly. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this could be cool for a character. Or, I mean, that's how we create our people to make them real. So mm-hmm. when you see people in real life, you're like, this motherfucker's going to be like, this. all right, you yeah. know what? Right. They might be cool. And then this town, the thing about the fear is really, it operates in this town so much because, you know, you don't get to really badmouth people right. because you yeah. don't know like when they might be there and, and, and they might need to give you a job. You know, because, because there's that whole thing. So people are people are valuing their own self-esteem right. and their own because they might get a job in the future. As opposed really? to, motherfucker, fuck you. We had a... We had maybe, a I don't want to work with you. Yeah, not with me. And maybe well, we no, should I'm never. I'm cool without working with you because yeah. there's someone who hates you but who, yeah. who, 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 who will give me a job just, just right. because they don't like we, you. We had a meeting the other night at the Writers Guild for like all the leaders on the committees and stuff. Okay. And there's a, one of the guys is a really high level writer <clears throat> and everybody was talking about you know this thing of can we do this thing or whatever and he's like guys I don't think this is the place to talk about it. 
This is somebody I always saw. I was like, I would love to work with this dude. This dude's cool. Mm. And he showed a sign to me last night. I went, I would never work with this dude. <laughs> yeah. After that, he just lost it. Like, instead of being cool, like, guys, I don't think that's going to work. He was like, this type of stuff. And I was like, is that necessary? Okay. This is like the second or third time you said this is going to work. Yeah. I could see if it was like the seventh time. Right, right, right. Yeah. Maybe. But I was like, ooh. He's quick. He's like a 10 too fast. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that light shit that I right, saw right. was that side of him. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see that. Other. I was like, ooh. The iceberg. It's and the I iceberg. literally was yes. watching him going, yeah. I would iceberg. never work with this dude. Right. Nope. Like a warning sign. Right. Nope. Right. <laughs> the warning signs, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We oh, study yeah. behavior. Yes. Yes. You know? Because it's also, well, it's also like it's a, it's a, safety thing Mm. like it's a safety thing because if you can if you know like if you can look at someone and go oh i'm i see the danger signs and i see what's going to trigger these and i'm going to figure out how to skirt them or diffuse them like that's that's self-preservation but you know what is really interesting i remember javi wrote something sometime last year about how it's like you need to not take the job when you see these signs about people yeah, like, yeah. Like, like if you say to yourself oh you know what i can deal with this or, or i can find somebody to be diplomatic blah 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 <laughs> no not that it's yeah. just that there's like you think that you can kind of like manage people's behavior right. yeah you fucking can't no you can never manage no. those behavior and no. the thing is what you're seeing that you don't really like there's no stress yet right and stress now makes the this the live wire. And then right. you're like, now I gotta wrestle a fucking like uh, like an adder. Right. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Like, no, yeah. I, you know. And this is why I tell people be careful when you go on vacation and you fall in love with somebody on vacation because they're on the best behavior too. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. are not dealing with the real motherfucker okay. right there. No, you're also you're seeing them at their <laughs> best, at their exactly. most relaxed. They all tan and pretty. Yes. They come back. That's tan go away. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the hair get okay. kinky. Yeah. Oh, no, man. <laughs> no, I was telling I was telling a friend of mine who. <laughs> Like she's dating around right now. It's like kind of coming down to two two dudes. Oh, she gets the pick. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. And one of, one of them's working, and one of them's not. And the one who's working Ooh. is having, you know, is is making time to see her, but he's busy. Right. And the one who's not working is obviously there. It's like, dude, the one who's working right now, who's making time to see you, that's the guy you go for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the guy who's always who's yeah. already carving out time of his busy schedule. Right. This other dude who's on, he's not doing anything. Of course right. he has like, time. Of course, of course he has time. Of course he's at your beck and call. What else does he got going right. on? Like, right. like right. fuck that dude. Like he's gonna get a job and just. Disappear and be okay. like, oh, I'm just, I'm not in a good place right now. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, well, yeah, well that's the whole thing. Yeah. Is, is that I don't you, have no respect for nobody it, like that. No, I, I don't know. It's that, 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 that you don't know. <clears throat> that's a good point. I mean, people, I think that's harsh, but it's like, yeah, the guy who, like, you know, so people always say this all the time. If someone tells you, I don't have time for this, they're telling you you're not important. Yeah. 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 Because if much. it's important, you'll make time. You if it's time, important, whatever the fuck it is, sure. you're gonna make right. time. Yeah. yeah, you know, because because you know how it is when some emergency mm-hmm. some some emergency rolls up, right. you make time for that. Yeah, because it's important for you. It's true. Right. So yeah, true. for everybody, right. it's, it's like true. that. Right. You know, for every situation, there's uh, there's enough time. You know, to particularly someone in a relationship, because it's like yeah. you know how much do you care. Because what is that relationship like actually doing for you, and what's it doing for them? Right. And there's like there's, <clears> there's just there's stuff that you can't get from uh from yourself that that's why you're in a relationship and it's like you know what that's what i need and that's yeah. important and and you know both people know that so make time for that or don't but if you don't want to yeah. make time for it then it's yeah. like that's not important to you mm-hmm. so ladies let me ask you since the pay up hollywood thing brought to life yep 
all the shit that's really going on. And we've seen some positive things. There have been a couple of agencies that are like, okay, we're going up on the, yeah. the assistance thing. Um, I think a couple of showrunners said they're going to start doing it. Yeah, there were so a lot of... It, it's starting uh, yeah. to turn around, I mean, to some people. Yes. Um, um, and it's made a lot of showrunners aware that they need, that's that's a line item they need to know about. Yes. You know what I mean, for sure. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you something about what have you learned? Like, is there anything, I hate this, this to put this question this way because it sounds a little corny. Do it. But have you learned anything since you've been in the rooms and since you've been like on the board mm-hmm. and really involved with the guild as you've been now that you would tell your younger Liz? You know what I mean? Going yeah. through all that shit you went through? Um, Honestly, I would say like you're it because I like especially growing up. I I think I talked about earlier when I was on House about just this culture of fear, right? And just understanding that that culture of fear, especially when you're a person of color, it's mm-hmm. always there. It's always going to be there, and like you can speak up or you can't. Mm-hmm. And like I think I think for me, it's it's more like telling my younger self, like just watch out for the people around mm-hmm. you a little better, like mm-hmm. if you can, because that's that's really what it was. Is like getting getting to this point now where I've had so many friends who have mm-hmm. had to leave the industry. Oh yeah, like I really I really wish. How many people are we seeing leave? Oh, yeah, <laughs> we all yeah we all we all have those friends mm-hmm. who are like you would have been brilliant, you would have been brilliant, yeah. you would have been you know the next genius right. on on screen had you just had the, the right. fucking chance. And right. so like, for me, it would have been like, don't be afraid to talk to the people above you and mm-hmm. say, not not yell at them, but just be like, hey, could we have an honest conversation mm-hmm. about this and about assistant pay? And like, there were, I remember there were a couple of times that I had brought it up as an assistant mm-hmm. and got shut down by mm. people above me. And for me, I was like, I'm too scared to say anything now. Mm. Like, and I shouldn't be saying anything. Right. This is This is clearly them saying they don't want to hear about it mm-hmm. so let me make sure that they don't hear about it i wish i had had See, the balls just, to be able to say I, like I, I, no it's, it's yeah. because like you know the fear thing is pervasive in every part of this industry I mean, yeah. it's like people i'm sure it's in a lot of industries I mean, but it's I mean, specific well, it's in different yeah. in art. i mean look there's, there's so other I, it's in our industry but it's so much in art because it's like you know, people don't want to say yes to shit because they're afraid. Yeah, right. you know, there's all yeah. there's yeah. all sorts of shit that they that, 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 that you know. If we do this movie, it's gonna be you know what this show like. There's so much fear about what happens because it it, it carries with you mm-hmm. if there's a mistake that happens. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that that's where our industry is like it's 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 relentless on your reputation for making a mistake has this it's it's it's, it's like a bad credit score mm-hmm. it's gonna last with you for seven yeah. years and shit because <laughs> you know it just it, it, and no matter what the fuck you do yeah. you know you're really in a position where you and it's like that fe- but that fear it's valid because of that yeah but people should not take that into consider but people need to be able to take things into consideration and the, and, and and i don't know why though. i mean i understand you're saying you can't people you know you're afraid to say certain things <laughs> and you in your in your you're right to do that because these up and the, i think is the other people sometimes are like they don't want to be talked to in a certain way yeah. a certain but thing. we all have learned too if i'm in a room and i'm a producer and i've learned all my way up yeah that to be an assistant is like there's like 20 other people in line like there was one there was one somebody posted if I recall and they were talking about that on the at the he was an assistant on the room and she was he or she was sitting at the desk and on the damn 
the table was the a folder of like 20 other uh, was that you that was me forgive me that forgive was me. me I no, knew no, it was no. something yeah, yeah, yeah. tell that story that was, tell that yeah, story yeah yeah so basically what it was <clears throat> is when I was an assistant um, on house right I sat down and I was cleaning my new desk right. and the first one of the first things I found was a it was like a three inch binder three inch that binder. had like it it felt like like it was it was in the hundreds hundreds of resumes of people who had submitted and cover letters for wow. the job that I was sitting there and I just remembered sitting there going through every single one being like I don't have that experience I didn't go to like how did school. I get like, this <laughs> yeah, that, just talking just about like yeah well, imposter I, syndrome fucking imposter with syndrome, yes, but also yes. like everyone tells you how it's like it's ten percent luck and yeah. I was like. I got so much luck right now, but it was also, I mean, it's its also having the competition sat in front of you right. as opposed to just not being able to see anybody else, right. just just looking at it, having your imposter syndrome flare right. up and, and kind of go, I now have to actually right. be better than right. these 800 people right. who, who submitted their resumes Crazy. and their cover letters. <clears throat> um, and I think a, a lot of it, just to, Chris, speak to, to your point too, it's like, I think we saw with the Me Too movement how easy it is when when you speak up and when you say something that's mm-hmm. considered disagreeable to be labeled as difficult right. Right. by people who can make and break your career. And so that's like it's it's a credit score <clears throat> that's basically determined by someone else's opinion mm. rather than actual facts. And right. it's so and I think especially as writers of color, we get that a lot, too, where it's yeah. like, how are they in the room? Oh, well, they were difficult. It's like, were you difficult because you were actually like an asshole, or were right. you are just a little bit too assertive for their comfort, comfort level? level. <laughs> exactly. Like, where you wouldn't want that black other person, person talking to me like that. Yeah. The voice is too goddamn <laughs> loud. Yeah. Shit. Which is the yeah, same yeah. tone as the person sitting next to you right. who yeah. is a white person. But he's black yeah. and he has a voice that's deep. Right. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I <laughs> send him to the, to the to the gulag. To the and gulag. He's, and he's bald. He's got to be a <laughs> prisoner or something. I don't know. And the thing is, like, God, we're we're humans. We don't know how to bring up everything. Right. And we shouldn't have to bring up everything right. so you feel corrected and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I had, I had a, I was terrified because I had a an upper level writer who was pissed at me for a while because hmm. I had brought up that an idea that they had had um, about an Asian American character was mm-hmm. kind of feeding into tropes, and I had been really nervous to bring this up. Right. And I was like, look, it's. <laughs> It's feeding into tropes, and they got very defensive. Oh, and it was very especially much, when they think they're yeah. super liberal. When they're super oh, liberal, right. oh my god! It's it's Dude, yes. that's and that's the problem yes. where right. it's like I didn't mean it like that. Mm-hmm. Like, please stop. Yeah, twisting you did. Yeah, you did. You might You pissed it. You pissed it in the thing. You figured out loud without thinking. Exactly, and so it's it's one of those like you're trying to make sure that your ass isn't on the line right. and, and everything. And like, let's let's be clear too. Like, I'm very glad that I'm on the board mm-hmm. and I'm I'm glad because... Why, why did you decide to go for the board? Because I, there's honestly, because I think diversity in the writing side of mm-hmm. this industry could improve. And I think there are things that we can do to improve yeah. it. And I think we need to be doing more to help the writers of color that are in the guild right now actually right. succeed and move up. And I think we need right. to identify some of the problems <clears throat> that aren't necessarily being seen or heard. And especially I'm a mid-level writer. There's right. there's a whole host of problems that we're facing right. that didn't exist like five or 10 years ago right. because mm-hmm. of streaming, because right. of YouTube, because right. of all of these new platforms. Right. Um, and as we've talked about a lot, especially in the election now, like the middle class of writers, especially the mid-level writers in right. television, are being squeezed out. And oh yeah, every every yeah. And, and, and that's your all yeah. you're seeing when when there's a post about a new show about a, about a staff, it's staff writer, yes, or it's 
co-EP. Co-EP, There's right? like no mid, nothing. Nothing, right. nothing yes. in between. Right. Nothing in between. And I, I, was, I was also very exposed to the culture of the one in, one out. Like right. you get one person of color. They're usually not held. They're held to a higher standard than everyone else right. because everyone, you know, whether it's consciously or not, looks at them and says, you are here. So you must have been better than all the white people. <laughs> so you should be one of the best writers on the staff. Right. And then it's like, hey, I'm a staff writer who is just learning the job like I should be. Exactly. And you're just holding them to a higher standard. Right, and, right. you know, and Feet that, to yeah. the flames right. for right. no reason. Yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. I was on, Um, I won't say it. You can, anyone can look up. I Google debate. me, bitch. Google. Yeah, you can Google. <laughs> you got computers. But I was on a show that is notorious mm. for circling out um, they're they're diverse writers, really? and of course we they were never move up, n- barely move. Yeah, never move up. They it's like we were one and done. The people who came after us that they replaced us with after telling us like, oh, there's mm. no money to bring you back. Right. They were one and done, and then the people that they got replaced with, I just found out one and done. And it's just it's this cycle mm-hmm. of we're hiring writers of color so that. You know, we can look woke, or we can, mm-hmm. you know, satisfy. Mm-hmm. See, you know, well, I mean, to me, that's mm-hmm. also. I mean, look, yeah. that, that to me is also like the 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 um, it's the crime of this. It's the unspoken. This is the thing about the Me Too thing, and I was I was telling everybody. Yeah, I mean, look, there's total value in that. I'm not disagreeing at all, but it's like there will never be that for racism. Mm-hmm. There will never be something similar to racism because this talent, like like everyone believes. That they're liberal. Yeah. Oh yeah. They just believe sure. it, and 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 if they're not, they'll fake it mm-hmm. because it looks so ugly to not be. Yeah. You know, whereas to a certain degree, mm-hmm. if you hang out with guys, you could be misogynistic and not really be called the task for it. Right. You know, some guys just won't yeah, won't speak up. We've seen mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> but you know, but it's different with the, with the racism <clears throat> thing. Here's, here's something, Liz. Yeah. And we've talked about this on the show a couple times. Before in the last two years. Before we walked away from our agents. Mm-hmm. I think it's happened to you before, too, if I recall. I can't remember. Oh, here it is. I've had at least, <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating, six white male writers mm-hmm. come to me and say, sitting here in my office, yeah, talking me all up, and then the end, they end with, they would love to write with me. And I realize, oh, they're here because they're... They can't get a job. Yeah. They need to work with a person of color to get themselves on the show. And yeah. I'm like... Wow, it's yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, it's very much there. I think a lot of, I mean, one big issue. Six at least. Yes. What? <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're like, oh, dude, I love how you do blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. And in the end, they're like, so. And I'm like, here it comes. Yeah. This look, the look, no one, no yes. one listening to this yes. can see the look I was giving you because yeah. what I thought you were going to say is, because I've gotten this a right. lot, is. You're so lucky right now wow. to be a woman of color. Wow. It's going to be so easy, easy for you to for get a job. It's good. It's got to be so yeah, they think easy. It's so I'm easy. like, yeah. okay. So there's a really interesting Crazy. book that yeah. um, Tom Friedman, who's a is an op-ed columnist for the New York Times, is called uh, "Thank You for Being Late." Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, he, and his his main thing is he says, you know what? He's a white guy. He's basically mm. saying there's a there's a long period of time where mediocrity. Could get you a lot of shit, <laughs> and it can't anymore. Right? Yeah, <clears throat> and that's and, but, and people yeah, are you, calling you, it out now. You, yeah. you can't slip through the tracks. Through the cracks and, now, and, right. and the thing is, who's benefiting from being mediocre? There's no one black can be mediocre. No, no. They're not gonna let you do yeah. that. They're never gonna let you do that. They'd right. be like, you can go right now. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So it's just like 
that's where they say it's so hard. It's because you yeah. maybe weren't that good in the first place. You were able to get on. It's like mm-hmm. you were saying earlier about like, yeah. well, you might not be good in the room, but you can write a great draft. Right. But now yes. you, you're now you got to be good in the room and write a great draft. Yeah, yeah. and be able to go to set and fucking and, 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 and fucking know what you're doing already. Yeah, you yes. do all that shit because if you can't, yeah, I got guys who can. Exactly. Right. Right, you know, and 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 that person might be black. That person might that might be a woman. That might be you know a trans person. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's who I got who could do this. Well, mm-hmm. that's the thing that pisses me off because I most of the time, I mean, in my experience, mm-hmm. and this is this is very much my experience, a lot of times when a white writer is sent to set or you know they're given something and they kind of suck, it's like, oh, they really you know we we really got to shore up with this guy. Mm-hmm. Like we got to make sure that. He understands what he's doing. He didn't seem to get it. Mm-hmm. Like we gotta focus on this. This is gonna be a problem area. Yeah, we need when to train him. We need to train <laughs> exactly. him. Exactly. When it's someone who comes out of a diversity program, mm. or maybe gets the diversity slot, didn't go through the diversity. I was, mm-hmm. I was, I got the diversity slot without mm-hmm. going through a program. Um, it's well, of course, it's the fucking diversity programs. Just they don't teach him anything, <laughs> exactly. and then that's it. Right. And you just exactly. write it off right. as like this is what you expect from, and it's like. No, motherfuckers. This is this is someone you train and yes. you grow, and this is someone that is has potential. This is not someone that is coming out of any program. There is no program right. you can go through and get hands-on experience Nobody. through. Right. You know, there's nothing yeah. you that, can do a mock writers room. Still not the same. Exactly. Right. There's there is nothing you yeah. can learn in a classroom that will truly prepare you for hands-on right. experience. Right. Um, and and to have the attitude that. Well, you know, we just got them because they're free and because they came through a program like it's they're never good. It's like, right. no, because they have potential and you you need to step up and do something with that potential. Mm-hmm. Like actually sit down and grow these people that, and, to, and to go back and like mm-hmm. that was another reason why I want to be on the board right. is one one. Frankly, as I like taking care of people, I like taking care of writers mm-hmm. um, and kind of just watching out for people, but especially for people. I'm a nurturer. Mm-hmm. I'm a nurturer. I'm whatever Arwen is. I got I'm the not Meyer Biggs. Okay. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's, you know, just that's that's really what it comes down to is like there is such a different standard and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be. And it's not something that we're going to fix overnight, but right. we can we can chip away at it. And that's also what tied me into but look at how much has happened in the last six months because of that which i'm hoping continues yeah exactly Mm because i think like i think it's important to start the conversations and like you know even though pay up hollywood might not be in the trades like it might not have a headline every week or every Mm -hmm. month it's Mm -hmm. like this is a marathon because what everything what everything that we're trying to do with changing assistant culture is undoing you know, basically the entire history of Hollywood sure, exactly. up until now. And right. so like, you're not going to do that in six it's months. Gonna take time. Yeah, yeah. It's going to take time. Yeah. It's going to take energy. Yeah. It's like, it's like so, changing policy. I mean, it's crazy. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, that's, that's something that David Slack, who I love, mm-hmm. um, he's also on the board. Slack is great. Yeah. 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 He's amazing. What's up, David? Yes. <laughs> that's my cousin. Um, you know. He just, <laughs> he was just working with UCLA about mm-hmm. putting out um, a, a year and a half long study on diversity programs and how they benefit yeah yes exactly and so and what he was saying is like you have to take time to do it right Right. like don't just keep doing it over don't go for the quick solutions 
and the slapdash and put bandits on bullet wounds. Like right. figure out where the issues are mm. and then work to uproot them right. and make actual positive lasting change. And right. that's what I want to do with the assistants and that's why I want to do for writers of color and like mm-hmm. mid-level writers and lower level writers while on the board and like speak out so that issues that we're all facing mm-hmm. are actually heard for once by the people who have the power to actually change it. I'm I'm the one that that um gets angry at David Young a little bit. <laughs> like and like oh, I, I should be a fly I know, on the wall. No, I like I mouth off I go, a little can, more. Can you turn your phone on one yeah. day? Just, <laughs> <laughs> just actually I, go, I won't share bit. it with nobody. Right. <laughs> just hit the button by yeah. accident. Ugh. Yeah, like I'm the one like David will say something. I'm the one, yeah, but right. act or well actually Michelle Moore. Okay. Like, well actually yeah, but, uh. yeah. yeah. And like I like him a lot, but but there are times where I'm just like, look, I am going to speak from my point of view, yes. which is not a point of view that you guys have had. And like yes. my point of view is I am a mid-level writer without a lot of credits, mm-hmm. without a lot of diversity experience. I am just like <laughs> a sample right. of like a huge part huge. of this membership. Mm-hmm. Huge. And these are the issues that I see and I'm talking to my friends that are not getting addressed. Mm-hmm. And these are things we need to work on. And these are things that like there's not just one solution. Like uh, discrimination in the writer's room Mm -hmm. to you know i'm using a very broad term to encompass a lot of issues but that sort of discrimination can't just be solved by taking showrunners through a training program that Mm -hmm. is one thing we should be doing Mm -hmm. um but there are other things that we need to be doing and that includes making sure that this industry as a whole is as diverse as we are claiming it to be because well that this is the point you being about the 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 discrimination type training with the showrunners you know it's not just them yes exactly oh god yeah. exactly right. see, see 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 here's the thing if the showrunner was trained and was all cool stuff like that his number twos and the top and the, and the other yeah. co-ep well they're not right mm-hmm. and they potentially have more power to fuck with you than the showrunner does yes mm-hmm. and that's where it's like i mean that to me is it always reminds me of that movie Passive Glory <laughs> because it's like the secondary people are the ones who are, who are yeah. really fucking up and covering their ass differently mm-hmm. because they are the ones who and, and put people put people in the firing squad because yeah. like I'm not taking that hit mm-hmm. and it's like but you know if you're if, if you're asking you know talking with Jeff Thorne you know about he's the number two on the mm-hmm. well, I can't yep. say mm-hmm. but um, I think he announced it now he's oh, on, yeah, he's oh, on yeah, power, power. He's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, oh, okay. yeah he's on ghost on power and I just talked to him and he was like you know what there's so much that they're asking him to do not like he's complaining but he's just telling me he's like this is what they're asking you to do and it's like those people have a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. and if you and if you and, and, and if you're taking that job right. then you know that you then you need to be aware of like where you fit within yeah. like the 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 chain of command right. and, and what you can do and, and who you could harm and, and 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 know how people and know know that people might not want to go to the showrunner yeah. but they should be able to come to you they should be yes. you know yes, for sure so that means that, that you you have to be accessible you to be them. accessible Yes. And, and you're gonna be um, if you're the number two, then you have to be able to like be be more open minded to things because yeah. you you know because 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 you have to potentially have to be the buffer, right? yeah. You know, and and the and, the, and, and the, you're running the room a lot because and again, the culture of fear right. thing you have is yeah. 
well, I might not be able to tell the show to shut the fuck up, but mm-hmm. I need to just sit, you know, like mm-hmm. say to the number two, hey, can you tell him blah, 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 yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, 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 and you can mm-hmm. be diplomatic in a way differently. Yeah. And then that person can then spin it. In a, you know, there's all this, yeah. I mean, you know, you better read 48 Laws of Power to get this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you know, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. You're just going to be in trouble. But, yeah. But to your, yeah, to build on your point, like it's, it's, it takes place in, it takes form in so many different ways. And yeah. it's, it's just like a fucking minefield it's a minefield being yeah. someone of color in a I mean, room, or sh- even just I mean, a I, I, woman I mean, I mean the yeah. shit that happens yeah. I mean like you know I remember uh, the shit that happens the shit that happens to women sometimes I'm just kind of like what do these guys see? I mean like like honestly what goes on I remember Denise Hargaby was telling me when she was mm-hmm. on her first show that I guess you know they have like a, a board where the, there's a photo of all the, the staff yeah. right and they like put like these dicks on her face. What? Yeah. Like, well, that's only in the last like five years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it was fucking every week. Like she'd pull it down over a while and then it'd be up and every week it'd be back up there. Every week it'd be back up up there, you know? And she's like, and she was trying to break the the assistance and they were like, well, it's not us. And I was like, motherfucker, it's somebody. Yeah. That's just, that's your, that that you probably know because you're seeing who's, you know, they know. Yes, exactly. You you know, they know. So it's a lot. I'd be taking my little Sharpie and like, well, everybody's getting a dick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) At this point, that's me too. But I'm saying to myself, but I'm saying to myself, (laughs) but see, that's the situation that it's like, that's what goes on, yeah. yeah. And that's the kind of thing that maybe you mention that to a to a guy. Mm-hmm. He might he might be like, "Well, it's just a dick. It's just a dick." <laughs> or, or you should play along. Yeah, exactly. just, yeah. yeah. Or he's gonna be like, "I don't know how to handle that situation because that maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a practical joke right. to a guy, right. but it's not to a woman, yeah. you know." Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's just yeah. There's a lot too that pe- people just don't. You you, just, you have to be you just you have to know that. See, the thing I tell people all the time is the the, the <laughs> difficult thing about working in this business. You know, primarily in 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 television, in a way, is that you deal with people like writers in general aren't good managers because mm-hmm. it's not their job; they're not mm-hmm. trained for it, and therefore, and you're usually like a little you're like there's some there's some neuroses kicking around, mm-hmm. and you let it out on people. Yeah. And <laughs> the thing is, is that that's where it becomes tough because yeah. then you get in the position of power. That you've never had, or that, oh, um, and, and it might necessarily be unearned at this because you, you might be like somewhere early and then write a quick pilot, and then you're boom, and, just, and then you yep. don't know how to deal with the stress, and then you know, and then you're not, uh, and so you take out on people in a really fucked up way, sure. and that is where the industry is crazy, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, and, and people need to, I, like, that's where writers, when they get into positions of power, they need to, you know, check themselves and go like, where am I crazy? Because yeah. I didn't write write this story in a way to be because I'm cool. Well, I'm I'm crazy. Yeah. Liz, we were talking our last episode. We were we were talking a little mm-hmm. bit about Tyler Perry and about his rooms, right, and why he doesn't have a writers' room, why he yeah. needs them, et cetera, et cetera. We're talking about um, the importance of, for example, his, one of his excuses that I know he's known for is, for example, a writer write a script. Yeah, he doesn't like it, so he has to rewrite it. Right. In like 24 hours, right? Yeah. Whatever. Problem number one that he skipped over was because he doesn't do story areas. He doesn't do outlines. So he right. just wants to read the script. Now, the writers do that part, mm-hmm. but he just wants to see the script. Well, you've missed every single hole yeah. in the script that filtered you out of that. Exactly. So if you get a script and it's not right, that's, your, that's a problem. Here's what I say is you have managerial problems mm-hmm. because you didn't do... What we were talking about with the one young white 
um, yeah. writer who goes and produces episodes and fucks it up. Next season, we're like, we need to train them. Yes. Right? That's your job. Whether if you're the showrunner, you don't have time, mm-hmm. your number two should know how to write like you do, at least close. Yes. Right? Or you train them so that he could train everybody else. Yeah. You know or what I mean? someone. Somebody. Doesn't, doesn't have to be, be the number pulling two. pulling them aside yeah. and be like, let's go through this. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're looking. Let's break down this character. Whatever yeah. the fuck it is. But there's no managerial shit going on. Yeah. So when I hear that, I, I immediately go, ah, oh, there's managerial problems. Yes. <laughs> and it's you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. self there's real. Well, if it's your show, yeah. it's you. you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, like if you're in a relationship right. and you're like I don't I don't care what you're making for dinner just right. make dinner and then you get there and you're like right. how the fuck did you make exactly. this exactly it's like because yes. you're not a mind reader because yes. right. communication is I how wanted sushi and you I want sushi hot dog yeah, bitch. You <laughs> again yes you just boil some water with some hot dog right. you, know I mean? <laughs> you made pasta I'm off with gluten to dog <laughs> like it's, it's yeah so yeah so it's it's managerial and it's communication right. like you are not just one person doing a project all by yourself. Right. You are someone that has to rely on and you have to trust the other people sure. that you're working with. So yeah, I, I agree. Totally, totally. Like, I have other issues, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Was that or just yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. We, we can go on. Yeah. We don't need to do that show. No, 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 no. What are you working on now? What's, what's going, can you talk about anything? No, not, not really, because I'm not really working on anything right okay. now. So I'm just like, I'm writing, I'm going out for staffing. Right. Um, and you're developing? I'm developing. I'm, I'm working on some stuff that hasn't gotten sold yet, but mm-hmm. it's, it's in the nascent What type phases. of things do you like to write anyway? I, I love high concept like i'm a sci-fi nerd i love the fantasy genre i just i legit like i'm tired today because my sleep schedule is all fucked up because i stayed up all friday i got the video yeah okay (laughs) i look like so yeah Uh, i was watching lock and key oh Oh, i saw that yeah yeah is it good it's it's have you read the the graphic novels yeah okay so it's i had read the graphic novels first it's it's great it's a great series it took me a little bit to get into it Mm because it is very updated from the graphic Mm -hmm. novels um it's definitely a little less dark than the graphic novels and mm-hmm. so there were there were some moments where me just being a fan of the original novel I was like well that's not what they did and mm-hmm. then there, there are moments where I was like you guys nailed this beautifully like mm-hmm. this is amazing this is so fun to watch and it's just like it's it's just a lot of fun to watch I think okay. so yeah I, I, I recommend I, I wouldn't recommend like staying up all night like I did because there are no shows <laughs> that you should do that for no, anyone. No I popped up and I just stuck it in my <laughs> right. yeah, list. Like, exactly okay. like I legit went on Netflix at like 10 at night I was like this is going to be the first time that I watch one episode of a show and then go to sleep and then like 5.30am oh, yeah exactly I do that <sighs> all the time yeah. that's Chris so, Chris okay. does so that watch one do and it's no. like uh, no you do <laughs> I don't watch the whole episode oh yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> did you watch um, the other the, the last time I did that was Raising Dion Oh like, yeah. yeah! I finally was, put that in my no, queue no, the other so day. What, ha- what happens to me? To, to, to clarify, <laughs> what happens to me is I'll watch a movie uh-huh. late at night, for okay. whatever it is. I, I, you know, I, 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 so rare to binge a television show. Mm-hmm. It's just you know the dynamic isn't isn't. I, I don't know, but I, but but I'll watch a movie late. They would come on if I can't sleep. I'll put something on it. I saw this gorgeous fucking movie. <laughs> Everyone's got to go see this movie. It's called. Um, a long day's journey into night. Oh, 
Uh, I loved from that way movie. back, yeah. or is it a new no, one? It's a new it's one. A new oh, one. Yeah. It's new. Okay. It's this Chinese movie. Hmm. It's so good, mm-hmm. so so good. It's on the Criterion Channel. Um, I can't remember. Just, I can't remember the filmmaker's name, but it's just about a, it's a detective story. Hmm. It's see, it's really fun. It's it's a film noir okay. basically, and it takes place in like it doesn't take place in a major city in China, hmm. and it's just like. <clears throat> Again, it's like what's it's the incredible. okay? So what's the new story we want to tell? All the stories have been told. Yeah, this guy he's got to find this woman. Okay, we know mm-hmm. that story. Right. But the the way it's told, the way that it is in like this smaller like city in in China, it just I was just like fuck. Like, this is so good. It's so fucking good. Yeah. And um, it just it's just the thing. That's just the thing about uh, I don't know. I, it I reminds me. I I started binging. I watched like the last two nights. I watched. Um, the Outsider, well, Jason Bateman's new show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> on on, he's like one of my favorite on, new directors. On, on, uh, it's on HBO. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Stephen King thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Stephen King thing. Oh my god! But the way he shoots, I think you would dig it. He's always like way back here, but it's like looking through the door, looking inside, and it's like they'll play the whole fucking scene like that, and he'll push in for like one shot and go back the fuck out. And I'm like, the fuck did he? I didn't even care yes, though. Yes, yes. I didn't even. That's, it's a, fucking that's, that's the thing I like about his work is I've I've, I've only <clears> really seen his directing stuff on a couple episodes of Ozark. Is that he does something that I think has been you know the the, the rise of television and watching it on devices is kind of like uh, how do I say this? Um, it's it's narrowed down the cinematic language right mm-hmm. because you don't see wide shots anymore right? mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. And, the, and so then so if everything is kind of like shoulders up to chin up right. then it's like the power of the chin up shot is not as strong okay. yeah. you know so therefore so the, so 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 your language visually is not, not, not strong anymore you got a cinephile you, here you know. yes I'm but, finding different but, ways of I have no, getting I'm like, out of shot filing this away I'm going to use this verbatim <laughs> no, next you, time you, you yeah. know because you, you know because uh, uh, as I you know you go back and watch movies and you see they'll play these wider shots they mm-hmm. know how to do this shit with it mm-hmm. and so then when they jump in it means something right you yeah. know because um, your mind is so tuned to think Thinking, oh, the close shot means this is important. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. We're just telling you here because you know because because you're gonna watch it on your TV screen. Right. Yeah. So then they get a macro shot. It's just like right. the two letters. Right. The eye. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. That's what happens. That's what happens. So 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 Bateman's work. You know, you know, like he's able to kind of like approach it. You know, I don't say like more, like more classically because it's his own style, but he knows that it's like I can play this wide, right. and the audience can watch it and let it play wide. Yeah. That's one thing I like about the Chinese movie about mm-hmm. He plays this stuff. He doesn't even cut them. It's just really. I remember just seeing he's sitting there. Um, this guy's talking to this woman, and, she, and he's in a car, and she's outside the car talking, and he's mm-hmm. in the passenger seat. It just stays there on that shot. So, and, and you never see his face because hmm. he's looking at her, and she's there, and it's just like. The, like dirty or something? Or it? It's just a, you know, like 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 no, I'm sitting shot, here in the yeah. car and it's it's a side shot. So oh, it's side like shot, if the passenger it. was right. the camera mm-hmm. and he's there driving, he's looking out, talking, and she's out the window. Okay, and, just, and they're just talking. It just plays like that for a long time mm-hmm. until she leaves. Then the camera comes up behind him, and you still don't really see his mm-hmm. face. And I was like, you know, we don't need to see his face. Like we want to, maybe because mm-hmm. we're used to it. Right. Mm-hmm. But the story unfolds in a way where it's never really about him. So why show his face? Right. Yeah, right. It's just, I don't know. It's just it's something that I now now like, yeah. I know we talked early before we started taping because you know today mm-hmm. yeah. mm. what is it the Oscars? Stuff? Yes, oh. <laughs> and I just want to tell our audience yes. we right. normally have we got like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, we normally did our little uh, 
yearly Oscar mm-hmm. predictions. And this year, I'm just boycotting the Oscars because <laughs> I don't like none of the, the Is it white again? Yeah, it's white. It I'm only here so for Parasite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, Liz, when you walked in? Oh, well, I was like, I don't want to watch uh, two, three hours of white people getting, <laughs> getting statuettes. awards. <laughs> yes. And what did I say? The people yeah, of color presented the awards to them. <laughs> yes. Yes. So we can exactly. see them like, we've checked out the diversity box. We, we let you walk across the stage. Exactly. Right. We didn't nominate y'all for nothing, but <laughs> you can hand You can give away an award. Yeah. <laughs> and that, you know what? That's what angers me the most is like, sometimes there are some years where it's like, well, no one, there's no one to nominate right. because there were no projects. This was not that year. No. It was not, and then the year for not, directors, no, no female. Exactly. Like, you know what? And that's what I, I think. That's one of the tweets said, "Women should just not, just don't go to the Oscars next year. <laughs> yeah, none of y'all show up. <laughs> yes, nobody show up. Just well, yes. I mean, look, the, the thing about it is, is that um, I said the minute I saw the candidates list, mm-hmm. they're gonna be mad because this is the lowest fucking rating Oscars <laughs> they'll get in years, and they're not gonna know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're telling you right well, now, motherfucker. You know why? <laughs> Because you gave Tarantino too many awards for a movie that didn't deserve it. Exactly. Yes. The fact that I okay. finally saw it recently, I was like, "What? No, they got no. what? Yeah. Listen, what was it about? Listen, I was hot in the theater, <laughs> and um, and she I was walked like, up to the theater with a knife and just tapped the whole thing. And down. they was lucky my mama was there with me <laughs> because I was about to go. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I was fascinated it with had the, whole, the whole Helter Skelter whole Listen, part. that I that watched the been, whole listen, movie. Did I not on tell them. you that? Did I not tell you we that? We got yeah. to the ranch. That was nice tension. Listen, all that. that was cute. Let me edit. Let me Bruce edit. Lee? That. Beat up Bruce Lee. Come on. Listen. Oh, listen. Come on now. Oh, let me just re-edit. That's I, let yeah. me just re-edit the whole movie, which is Brad Pitt. That whole Helter Skelter thing right. in the end, mm-hmm. and that's your whole movie right there. It's a yeah, hard I would have watched our whole, listen, with him at the ranch, listen, contained, listen, it would have been badass. The tension, been badass. but the moment that they came Liz, up on there. can we do it? The yes, tension, can listen, we please? We're going to do the re-edit, <laughs> and we're going to call it, the Screenwriter's Rant Room presents Quentin Tarantino's. We're going to pull a foul. Yes. I mean, if we I gonna may. Shit, throw stuff that should have been, yes. cut out shit that shouldn't have been there. It'd be a whole better movie. It'd be 20 minutes long. Let me tell you something. But see, you know, Steven Soderbergh has done that. Mm-hmm. Like like Steven Soderbergh is taking some movies and recut them and put them up on his site. Oh, really? He's yeah. like, hey, this how this 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 movie could look. This movie could be done this way. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, that movie to me is just like I think with everything. That script. Listen, and he got no. He got nominated for it. Listen, he yeah. won the Golden Globe. Listen, I mean, look, there's other movies. I mean, look, look, Listen. look. The fact that. Margot Robbie got nominated for that role. Right. Listen. And she had around like six lines. Yeah, listen. Six, no lines. And what was that? Well, listen. It, it, tell him this. I, I tell would have to say this. Yes. I'm saying to myself, I'm saying to myself, I'm saying to myself, this is a movie that mo- I, I don't know if people, most people have seen it. It's called Fast Color. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you seen yeah. this movie, Fast yes. Color? Yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And I'm kind of like, there's no one in that movie who gets any love like, ever. It's yeah. just like, that makes no sense to me. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. Given her in defense role. of the, the six line, whatever line she had, <laughs> yes. I'm just going to say, I think I know what you're going to say. What movie? Um, was it Doubt? Nope. Oh, okay. Older Than That. Oh, Older okay. That. Network. Oh, okay. Damn. Oh. Where old girl, the, the wife of the mm-hmm. dude who was with um, Peter Faye Fitch? Dunaway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. his wife. And she had that, she talked about, I demand loyalty. That yeah. whole, listen, yeah. she only had like what? A couple lines mm-hmm. in there, maybe Oscar. Didn't she win an Oscar for that? Maybe. Yeah. For Best Supporting? She might have been so, nominated. Listen, yeah. I'm just saying. 
sometimes all it takes is yeah. a couple lines. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not going to poo-poo if someone yeah. had like a few lines. Yeah. But in this particular case, but, yeah. Yeah, no, no, yes. no, look, 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 I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, look no. I'm not saying it's a few lines because look, there's, a great, there's a great performance that Marlon Brando gave in um, Dry White Season that, that got him an Oscar nomination. It's one scene. Yeah. Just yeah. one scene. It was on a It's not about yeah. what's not about the scene. It's like, what's your impact on yes. the film? Right. <laughs> and she had no impact on the movie. Mm-hmm. If her scenes were... She was cute though. I will say she was cute. If there was like a Sharon Tate movie... And it was focused on that kind mm-hmm. of little thing oh, background. She, she would be yeah. fabulous for that. Gorgeous but that's that. not. But that's, but that's, that's not, not the movie. Oscar. That's, that's not. I agree. Yes. That's not Oscar. Yeah, that's not, not an Oscar. Oscar. See, to me, is it's <clears> like you're stealing a spot from someone who's good. Right. Yes. And this year there was roles that were really. Good. And there was a lot spot. of stuff that got. So Nadine yes. said, "I could have played that role." Listen, <laughs> listen. We, so we not watching. We don't. We not caring. We not. Parasite. So good. Listen. That's who I'm rooting for. Now. Why yeah. wasn't she nominated my, for an award? Why Jerry's? wasn't anyone in Parasite any any of those actors nominated? Like that was That's the thing. I was like, every single crime. person. That's the crime. in that in that yeah. film was miles better. Yes, and and they were oh god. The, the wife, the wife listen, was so great. The listen, wife, the, I mean, she didn't know, and then she did know, and then just like you know, Jessica. Like, listen, Jessica yeah, was, I, I was so was like, good I was like, too. I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna see just you know, just like I just I just remember that scene. I love the scene when. Um, in Parasite, when the dad is telling her, the you know the wife, the rich wife, about like, oh, well, well, you know, she might have a tuberculosis, yeah. blah, yes. blah blah blah, and they're mm-hmm. coming, and, and she's coming up, to, she's coming up to the the stairs, the stairs, stairs and, yeah. and he shows the little thing, the the ketchup, the peach, like, the peach yeah, oh, like, the ketchup, ketchup yeah. on the thing, she, she, right. she yeah. bleeding in your mouth. I was like, I was like, <gasps> that's that's good. Cause she was like, oh, I was like, I, I gotta get rid of her right now. So. Yeah, I think this year has been so blatantly mm-hmm. like disrespectful. Yeah, that I'm not watching it. I'm not supporting nothing. Uh, like I said, uh, I think it's is it Matthew Cherry's? Yes, yeah. his short for the the animated hair, love, hair, hair love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there might be some others, but for right now, it's just para. And if you know, other than that, I don't care. Yeah, okay. wow. there okay. were. <laughs> I was just dis- well. Also, I'm I'm always angry that. There, there's the option to nominate ten films, is it? and the, yeah, yeah, yeah they up, they, they changed took it. A vote. Yeah. It was the, all this backlash, and there's only nine nominees, and one of them is Ford versus Ferrari, and <laughs> there are so many other movies that one deserve to be on that list, right. and two deserve to be on that list right. in place of some other movies. But they decided, but, oh, we just but they decided it. there were only nine movies worthy of that nomination and that's they're what really trying to go back off. to make that make it feel elitist to make it feel like it's an elite thing it doesn't feel mm, elitist it just feels it feels white. mediocre it just feels white I feel like seasonless like like, yeah this is my thing no yes. taste if they, if, if they have Flavorless. 10 spots give all 10 spots <laughs> yes. that's what I'm saying otherwise yes. don't have yeah. 10 spots yeah. yes yeah. and I, I, now I did last year when Green Book oh. won did dude get the best Director too? I believe, yeah. I want to say that. Anybody? Uh, no. I feel like that's right. I don't. Lean back I, feel, I feel like they got up there a couple times. That's why. That's I feel the like reason why I remember. I, they got up for best script, for, for best right? adaptation, <laughs> and best movie, but I don't think they won okay. best director. Okay. Because I was trying to say yeah. to myself, like, is it, but, you know, you have these nine nominations. You know, I mean, you mentioned Four Ferrari. I actually like that movie. Actually, that. I did too. I think yeah. That movie was really funny. Yeah. But, uh, but but I was like, this movie should yeah. have. We're gonna have the writer on it. This so. movie should mm-hmm. have. This movie should have more more like, more love mm-hmm. than right. what it got because right. it was such an interesting movie. Well, right. Interesting. But um, mm-hmm. but I said to myself, <clears throat> you need to show me a movie that is up there on those ten. Mm-hmm. That's that's not that's not got all these other like kind of like 
war, like you know you're not up for like cinematography. Mm-hmm. You're just up for best picture. Mm-hmm. If that movie can win, <coughs> then okay, then then you then you should keep your your nine or ten. Right. If, but but if you're just gonna throw nine, if 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 those other eight up there. I'm sorry. Those other four up there that have that have no other kind of like chance of, of winning anything, like 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 any award at all, mm-hmm. don't have that. <clears throat> don't have that many extra because it's it's un, it's just disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. <clears throat> for sure, for sure. These movies that get ten and and twelve nominations and are, and are, aren't that good. It's like really. Cause I could, you know, I choose what's better costume yeah. design, <laughs> better editing than what you got up here. Yeah, just bringing it back though, because that's that's one of my things too with like the academy and everything, where it's like there's only so much diversity that can be brought into the academy mm. because you do have to hit a certain level and have certain achievements to be able to be invited. But if you don't have people at the bottom who are making their way up, who are you know from diverse or underrepresented groups, you're mm-hmm. not going to have those people judging art from yep. their own points of view. And I right. think, and I, I do mean from like every single, you know, part of this industry, because you're not going to have, I mean, like I, I read something recently about, I think it was like Yvette Brown, who was talking about, mm-hmm. I used to do my own hair for mm-hmm, right. for all of my TV shows because, you know, there was never a, a yeah, hair person. Yeah, there was a recent article that just came out yeah. too that mm-hmm. talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that's the thing. It's like, well, because how many how many black hair and makeup artists are getting the chance to work on these TV shows? And we know that you're not there. And we know you're not there because we see the hair. Yeah. When I was an actor. <laughs> we've seen the hair. Okay, Nadine, you know. Yeah. When I was an you actor, yeah. I don't think I've ever had I don't remember ever. You don't have hair. I had, oh, yes. I okay. had beautiful You had beautiful hair. Locks. I'm looking at you. I'm like, I still what got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's back there. Yeah. What are you saying, Nadine? Mm-hmm. The camera ready, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a, it. Better call Saul. I had like a big fro, and I was right. told to always come with the big fro. So you had the camera camera ready. Oh, damn. Damn. You're like, we don't know how to now, do that. Wise, they would, you know, fuck right. me up. But hair wise, yeah, was like, no, you need to come with your hair already curled and already big. I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> okay. gonna switch this mic because I I do have a question for you because this is yeah. one thing like. I just started going to a Korean makeup artist to get my makeup done because literally every time I would go to someone else because I'm mixed race and I have mm-hmm. like golden tones in my skin and they can't they can't figure it out and they would never be able to figure out like how to make right. my particular bone structure like stand out because they were just so used to like doing it a certain way um, and going to a Korean makeup artist who was like I know which features are Asian and right. I paint enough white people to be able to do that too <laughs> um, did you have that did you ever face that um, I had Bef- I had before. I have been lucky enough that I can. It's it's weird because everything. I'm I'm a learner. Okay. I, I sit and I talk to people, and I've learned that um, someone who has probably worked in lighting before that went to makeup school, or even someone that learned color before. Maybe they drew. Maybe they understood my undertones, whether I'm olive or I'm orange. Mm-hmm. Those are the makeup artists that know exactly what to do with me. Mm. And it doesn't mean that that's the person who was just, they've done makeup for 30 years. Is that they literally have taken the time to learn everything about how this color hits me. Yeah. Mm. From having someone go, oh God, I know they don't have blue light on her. Mm-hmm. I know they don't have blue light. I know, you know, but I don't, I think we're in the point where no one wants to, they don't want to like you said earlier, they won't correct anybody because everyone thinks they know everything. Oh, yeah. If we came from a place of going, you know what? I don't know. Does anyone else see something wrong with this and open to it? Mm-hmm. I think people get up. What I've learned is people get upset mm-hmm. when they're unfamiliar with something because they think it means they're ignorant. 
instead of going from a place of you know what i i didn't think of that but this draws something out of me because apparently i've never acknowledged but to me that goes back and pull it back list that goes back thank you for that nadine to me that goes back to what we were talking about with the assistant yeah everybody thinks they can lose their job yeah even when you're there Mm-hmm. Even if you're the headmaster at fucking props and the headmaster at fucking hair, whatever it is, you're like, shit, I can't show that I don't know. Yeah. So, bitch, come ready. So they look like I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, just do, I just do like this. <laughs> See what I did? Yeah. Bring the director in. You like what I did? Yeah. Well, you said uh-huh. because, you know, that's the thing that you have to do. We need to do. wrap it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just from a director's point of view, it's like you, you want the people that you're working with to figure out how to make everyone shine on camera. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a, but there's a lot of work that you have to do that I think a lot of people don't want to do. And yeah. it has to do with about like the skin tones. Because you might say, who's my cast? And you say, uh, how we're going to light this? You know, what lights I are we going to use? I correct myself. City of Angels. That was the show. <laughs> Because we have Vivica and Blair and okay. not many mm-hmm. parents, of course. Yeah, so, no, they, they, yeah. Diane had a black yeah. hairstylist but, and yeah. makeup artist. But, no, was, I forgot. But, but you have to like. I mean, that's interesting. What you said about like the you said the undertones, like the yeah. undertones, like like when you light stuff, you have to kind of like know. There's something you have to know that I think people don't care about or don't. Here's the thing about lighting, right? So something that people do now when they lighting, which is interesting. This, I always find it's interesting is that, you know, you can dial in the color mm-hmm. on the the. Um, on the LED tubes and you'll find what the color is oh, really? okay. so maybe it's like a certain kind of red because it, it's, and it's RGB type of thing like this right. but that's actually a di- it looked to your eye looks like a red yeah. but that's a different red than if I have a white light and I put a red gel over it mm-hmm. right. because sure. it's, it's because the, the source light is not is pure mm-hmm. not mixed with the other colors yeah. and so therefore it's going to hit your skin and affect your skin differently because, the, because it's the red that your eye doesn't see but the, the makeup's going to reflect off of yeah that's gonna make it look different, and that's where it's like people. Who, you have you have to know all these things. You mm-hmm. got to think about what what what's really. Well, who gonna the fuck is it. doing Trump's makeup? That orange yeah. ass shit. <laughs> he is. That he shit is, is fucked. He is. He is uh, you know why? You yeah. know why? He's, He's like, no, no, I got it. I got it. His wife don't give a shit. His wife don't give a shit. Her shit is on point. His shit is orange. Yes. Orange bitch. Anyway. Thank y'all. Thank you, Gangsha, for sitting in with us. We appreciate mm-hmm. you, girl. Um, where you at, Liz Alper? Where can um, people follow you? Ooh, at? I'm at Liz Alps uh, on Twitter. Ooh, Liz uh, Alps. Yes, Liz You're Alps. You're on the Grams? There was, I'm, I'm on the Grams, but I'm not an active poster on the Grams, <laughs> so they, they, you can follow me if you want, um, but that's also at Liz Alps. I'm, I'm making this real easy right, that's for right. everyone. I'm at Liz Alps everywhere. Mm, that's good. Uh, yeah, there's there's actually, there's a Liz Alper who took that handle uh, before me. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, and so she gets a lot of like the WGA Solidarity <laughs> stuff. Okay, what Hollywood. is happening? Yeah, yeah. she's like, what what do you do <laughs> like <laughs> why like why am i getting tired and she just like posts about wrestling and stuff okay. she's like this is not my life <laughs> this is okay. yeah so yeah so but yeah that's where you can I'm find WWE me um WGA. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> and then also um if you are interested in getting involved <clears throat> in the pay up hollywood movement or you know asking how you can help or if you're an assistant right. and you have stories that you want to share anonymously uh, you can always contact us at payuphollywood at gmail.com our twitter is at payuphollywood uh, we're going to be working on a couple of new things in the future we're, we're gathering information um, right now to start up basically our first ever report card yeah. nice. uh, so we're going to be grading 
big companies and studios and agencies and everything based on nice. how much they pay and mm-hmm. you know how much money and making it public and nice. making it public okay. right. yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. so we're going to we're going to try and approach the companies beforehand and say mm-hmm. hey look this is this is how much you guys are paying we did this data gathering for you right please let's sit down and talk about how you can be better to your employees because yeah. in, by investing in them you're investing in your company exactly and if you guys want to be making more money this is how you're going to be right. doing it um so if you want to get involved with that, and also if you're a WGA member who needs to talk, I'm always here. Um, oh yeah, this, yeah. yeah, careful with that one. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yes, but be careful. Yeah. There's like a special, like you know, like like what's the um, the board email you have? Yeah, yeah, there's a board email that I have that I I can't remember off, off the top oh, of my okay, head. I'm okay. really bad at like I can remembering look it up. that. I can yeah, look it up. yeah. People find me on Twitter anyway, yeah, and so that's where I, I tend to get all of my messages. So. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. Nadine, turn it on. Where are you at, girl? Oh. <laughs> I was just give me your full name again too. Yeah. Nadine Marissa. It's I am Nadine Marissa um on Instagram. Really? I am I am I am A M Nadine Marissa on Twitter and then Is that um one uh, S or two S? Two S's. One R and two S's. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Thank okay. you. Awesome. Oh, that's on Twitter and Instagram? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey Chris, will you turn yours to Gesha? Freedom. Give me your full name, girl. Geisha Marie Bland. Um, it's simple. I'm GM Geico. Chris. Oh. Thank you. Uh, Geisha Marie Bland. Um, it's the same on both the gram and Twitter. Uh, GM Geico. G M G I K O. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. You from here from, the, from New York? Here yeah, in here I'm chilling. Out in, I'm out yeah. in yeah. Get to yeah. Yeah. Just uh, you know. You just hear uh, uh, interviewing again. I, come in, I escape. I come mm-hmm. back. Right. That's how I do it. Take some meetings. Mm-hmm. See what's going on. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. is one of my so favorite myself. writers out. Yeah. Love her. You gonna it's, it's gonna it's gonna happen for you. Oh God, yes. I don't know why it's taking so long, bitch. But it's gonna happen. 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 Because if I get there, you coming. <laughs> okay. You, I'm telling you. <laughs> if I get this show, you, you one coming. of the writers I'm looking well, you have for. Good I, I, I you assure coming. you. Okay. I promise you. Okay, turn it back. Where you at, Chris? I'm at unauthorized C B D on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Lisa, Lisa, Colt, Jam. Uh, what fresh hell is this on Twitter? <laughs> and then my secret burner accounts. You will never yes. know. Liz, Liz is ridiculous. I heard, yes. You will never know what that is. <laughs> I have, I was laughing because I heard you when I came in for the, when I interrupted Zach's episode. Right. So, because um, I have several burner accounts for like, Food? Yes. And really? cookie. Yes, I do. do. I have, they're my happiness accounts when like yes. the world is just too ugly. Okay, I'm just you would like, love that shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that was yes. my romance account was supposed to be right. for, and then the RWA blew up, and it became like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it became like all the name and all the other stuff I'm already right. dealing with. So I have to change over and get my little happy place. What, just use <laughs> the lists. What? Just use the list feature on Twitter. I guess I could. What is you that? Could, I don't even know what that is. The list features, you can choose certain accounts to always right. follow. Yeah. And, like, and you check it you in. Just like, check it and, and it avoids all the other stuff. Y'all be spending too much time that. on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just, I like. I don't even know how to do I just like having something <laughs> that no one follows. Me yes. And I'm like, and I'm, it's like. You can talk shit if you want to. Yeah, exactly. And no one cares. This motherfucker needs to shut up. No one cares. You're just throwing it out into the universe. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's like the introvert that I am where I like go on Twitter. I'm just like, I just want to be alone. Alone it in is. this room and say whatever I want. And one of my yeah. Bur- yeah, and one of my burner accounts, it's like I come off as a collective, so it's like it's more mm. than one person. Yeah. So it's like they don't know it's my outfit. They don't know. 
yeah, and I just talk and I don't follow nobody. Yeah. And the sad thing is people started following me and I had to like let them know don't follow me. Really? Yeah. Because the purpose of this account is for me to just talk shit freely. I don't want to interact. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say what I got to say yeah, and right. then dip into it and then go back to my other accounts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I legit have one where I just go on I like yes. talk about Tron. Just talk. Yes. And I'm just wow. like I love Tron. That's that's it. That is Tron. it. Tron. The movie? Yeah. Great movie. It's a yes. great movie. It was a great it was a great animated show. Mm-hmm. It's apparently yeah, a show, great yeah. It's a great movie. It's a great ride, apparently, at Disney great Shanghai. Soundtrack. Soundtrack great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Daft Punk is Oh, it is so fucking good. Um, yeah, so, like, I like I, I Google all the cosplay for that. I, like, follow the go. people who, like, See? figure out how to do the wiring <laughs> See? In, their, in their cosplays to be able to make it light up. And I'm just like, this shit is fantastic. Yes. This is amazing. <laughs> I don't know why Disney doesn't do another one. Because it didn't make a whole yeah, lot of money. Didn't make shit. Don't make shit. No, they yeah. made four dollars. Yeah. They make another one. Yes. <laughs> they made four dollars. Yeah, made okay. so. Yeah. And twenty five cents. Okay. Yes. All right. They can make anyway. another one. All right. They can make another one if they wanted, wanted to. And I am your host, <laughs> Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show. Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Stop looking at me, Liz. <laughs> All in my grill. Well, here's the good thing for Trying you. Trying to hypnotize wait, wait. me. Stop raining a little bit. So I you, see. You That's can, why I'm you trying got, to rush you, you, make, you can make it home on your scooter. I'm Get on your mind scooter. all this shit and just go home. <laughs> Hurry up, make it. Um, any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Um, please follow us on our, um, whatever fuck, Lisa, I'm Lisa. Chris, I'm tired, y'all. The Patreon <laughs> page is, you can find it on our website, screenwritersrr.com. Right. That's where you can give us some money because we need some money. <laughs> money. We're trying to do a live. Yeah, money, um, money, money. Uh, panel at um, Comic Con coming up. So we have to let you know. Yes, please. So let's do that. So, and you can buy t shirts, you can yes. buy mugs, you can, you know, you, you send us stuff. I t- there's that link to that, the, the, all the interviews with Hitchcock and Truffaut are on there. You know, the actual interview is not the cut down, so you hear their voices. Um, what else was on it that I was going to put on it? I wanted, oh, there was that thing about, like, uh, um, the idiot's guide to working on set, oh, or right, the, right. the covering set. <laughs> the Adele Lim. Yeah, right. that's I right. That. Yeah, that's right. There so people can, mm-hmm. you know, if they can't find the tour, they can find that. A lot of stuff on there's, right. there's a lot of resources that writers might want. There's that booklet that the that about staff writer, the, right. staff mm-hmm. writer, the showrunner that mm-hmm. that's not that published anymore. Right. So that yeah. Jeff did. There's mm-hmm. a copy of that. There's a lot of stuff on there. Right, for sure. Awesome. <clears throat> so, um, cool. That's what's that. Oh, for this this will be dropping tomorrow. Tonight is Oscar night for those three people who are going to watch it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> shut up, Liz. <laughs> it ain't gonna be the numbers are gonna be down. You know they're gonna be down. They're like, what happened? They might do this anymore. Because if y'all did it right, y'all wouldn't have a problem with I'm the numbers. Saying, look, um, <laughs> but uh, this will be dropping tomorrow, um, Tuesday night, February 11th, at the Writers Guild. It is open to people who want to come because they're doing that damn staffing yep. thing at the f- guild. Mm-hmm. Why are they in the same day? It's ridiculous. So I was like, Terry, we need to open this thing up. You know that? Yeah. She said, go ahead. <clears throat> so I'm like, cool. It's going to be packed full of people. You know that, right? Um, so February 11th at the Writers Guild Theater. If you, I'm Writers, Writers Guild on 3rd and Fairfax. You guys want to come through, um, let me know. Um, email me and I'll sneak you in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it's the staffing season is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, right. Spiro's right. thing, yeah. Except this is the writers. It's at the theater. Right. So yeah. don't go to the theater. Go to Third and Fairfax. <laughs> right. Third and Fairfax. Yes. I'm. I'm gonna know you went to the theater. I'm gonna tell. Yep. Somebody gonna tell. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everybody joining me for 2020. Y'all know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. 2020. 2020. Thanks, Liz. 
everybody. All right. Motherfuckers. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.